Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What is up, Bills Mafia? Buffalo Fanatics, how is everybody doing tonight? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Rated Rev. Brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. What is good? Everybody who is joining us live right now, whether you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch or or Twitter, wherever the case may be, do me this favor. Go ahead and smash that like as you enter in this show and let's get it. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, my mic is not muted tonight. (laughs) It's not muted tonight, baby. I made sure I got that thing on tonight. You guys hop on in here. This is a roll call. And welcome to everybody who is tuning us right now live. Shout out to my wife because she made sure that my mic was on. Right before I went on, she's like, babe, turn your mic on. And I'm like, I'm glad you reminded me. Nevertheless, hey, that's that's what a good woman is for, I tell you that. So hop on in here. Let me know, let me know, let me know where you at, baby. I want to know where you're watching live from. And to those of you who are listening to this on podcast format, welcome to the show. In case you don't know who I am, I am the host, Rev Rhodes, aka Rated Rev. And this is the Rated Rev Show, brought to you by BetUS on the best network, bringing you nothing but the best in Bill's content. That is none other than the Buffalo Fanatics. And I'm seeing everybody popping in here right now in the chat. Let me know where you at. D. Raleigh from San Diego. What's good? What's good? 
I got King Noble 07 from Yuma, Arizona. Yo, I've got to give a shout out real quick. I see somebody all the way from my neck of the woods, man. 915 Buffalo Bill repping the EPTX El Paso, Texas. What's happening, man? Yo, we got to connect. I'm right here in El Paso tonight, baby. This is where I'm at. What is happening? Man, you don't see hardly any Bills fans repping from the 915, but I got to give you a shout out. I've got Ronald Fogan in here. I see some familiar faces coming from Dover, Delaware. What's good? What's good? Donut BOP coming in from New Jersey. What is happening, everybody? It is so good to be with you guys here on another Wednesday night edition of Rated Rev. I hope everybody has had a fantastic start to their week. I hope you guys have enjoyed um, this time off as the Bills have, uh, I guess, pressed the reset button coming off of their bye week. Now entering into what is this week eight or week seven, something like that. And they are playing host to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers at Highmark Stadium on Sunday night football. In case you don't know by now, this is going to be another fantastic game, another fantastic matchup. But guess what? It's, guess what else is going to be fantastic? Tonight's show. I've got a loaded, jam packed show tonight. I'm going to be joined by a few special guests. Um, all of these guests that are going to be joining me today are familiar faces, so you guys know them well. A couple of them are born and bred right here with the BF, the Buffalo Fanatics, and I can't wait to bring them on. And so this is going to be another great show, um, if I can't say so myself. Uh, but, hey, I am excited. Scott Blakely was good, baby. Let's go, let's go, let's go, indeed. Uh, Jose comes in. He says, yo, what's up, Red? Bills 37, pack 16. All right, all right. I like what I'm seeing so far. Yo, Jay Company says, yo, Red, they are calling that game a trap game. You know what? Maybe if this was a few years ago, I would consider this a trap game for the Bills. But I don't think this team right now, the way they're made, and especially the way they, they seem to be so laser-focused this season, I don't think they're taking any game on their schedule lightly at all. I think they have a bad taste in the mouth from last week. I mean, not last week, from last year and the way they ended their season in such dramatic fashion that they are coming in here this year all steam ahead. They are not letting the brakes off of anybody. I mean, the gas off of anybody. They are ready and locked and loaded this year. So we'll see what happens um, as we get closer and closer to the Bills matchup with the Green Bay Packers tonight. But Ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Smash that like for me. Do me that favor. Smash that like to everybody who, to those of you who may be joining for the very first time. If you are joining for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome to Rated Rev Show on the Buffalo Phonetics Network. I am so glad that you are here joining us, joining me live, and the chat is where it's at. I'm telling you right now, um, you need to stay tune in to the chat because there's a whole lot of conversation that goes on to the chat. And if it were not for you guys, I'm talking about everybody who's watching this live, those who watch on the replay, uh, those who are listening in podcast form, if it was not for you all, I say this every week, but there would be no ready rep and there would be no Buffalo Fanatics. So thank you so very much for everybody who's tuning in and all of our longtime supporters, longtime listeners, and for those who are joining and listening. For the very first time, I thank you so very much. I don't take it lightly. 
But let's get into the show. We've got, a, like I said, a jam-packed show tonight. Um, I've got uh, a lot of topics I want to touch into, I want to talk about. Um, I've got people coming in right now. They're still showing showing love. Jennifer Wardle coming from San Antonio. What's good? We've got some family out there in San Antonio, Jennifer. So glad that you're joining us tonight. Uh, Randall Fogan, he says, yo, preach, Rev. Hey, man, this is, hey, hey, I'm going to do it, baby. You know I'm going to do it. I saw somebody who said this is a, a first time. Listen, where did they go? I don't know if I missed you, man. Where did you go? I thought I just saw you. Here we go. Russell. Russell Bodie. What's happening, man? First time. First time. Everybody in the chat right now, drop Russell Bodie some mics or some fire emojis and make him feel welcome tonight on Rated Rev. Russell, I appreciate you for tuning in, baby. But let's get into the show. So as you can see already, as you already know, we have the title of the show. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Tredavious White. Man, oh man. I don't know about you, but I am excited about Tredavious White jumping back into the lineup, coming back in for such a, what seems like a long time, well, that really has been, almost a year absence from the Buffalo Bills um, as he's been rehabbing and getting back to shape and getting back to form from that torn ACL that he sustained last year on um, uh, the Thanksgiving game against the Saints. But man, oh man, are we inching ever so closer to seeing True Davis White back in action. And uh, I can't wait. And I see some more first-timers coming in. All right, man, come on now. That's what I'm talking about. Where, where, are, you, where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, Nicomex, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Beltran, first time also from Mexico. What's good, Mr. Beltran? I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Smash that like and subscribe to the channel. Turn on those bell notifications, baby. Don, <laughs> Don Hanson, yo, he, yo, this is an inside joke. Don always gets on me every single week when it comes to me and my mics. He's always making fun of me. Uh, he, he comes in tonight. He says, yo, did Rev start on mute? No, I didn't start on mute, Don. Come on, baby. You know better than that. You know better than that. I'm learning. And I've learned tonight by my, my mic was hot. My mic was hot. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I'm, re I'm ready to go. But tonight we're going to talk about Tredavious White. As you can already see in the thumbnail, the title of the show tonight is When Trey White Returns, Who is the Odd Man Out? Oh, man. Uh, that is such a loaded question. A loaded question that I want to dive into um, head first tonight. But not only am I going to talk about that, we're going to talk about that ad nauseum, but I'm also going to talk about some other topics right now. So I've got Trey White. I'm going to talk about Trey White in the cornerback room. Uh, I also want to touch on uh, some trade conversation, trade talk. What should Brandon Bean do as we get closer and closer to the NFL trade deadline? And you're going to want to keep it locked right here because I'm going to talk about that. And I'll be joined on that segment of the show by Kevin Syracuse. He will join me, ladies and gentlemen, later on. And then we're going to talk about an NFL division rundown. I want to run down the NFL divisions. And we're going to crown some of the NFL's best and worst divisions. You want to stay tuned for that. And then I want to talk about a very special kind of question. And it's, is this the end of an era? You say, Rev, what are you talking about? Well, you want to make sure you stay right here on Rated Rev later on in the show as I'll be joined by another special guest to talk about that. But right now, though, for right now, 
We are going to get into the first topic of the show, and we are going to do that with our brand new segment called First and Ten. <laughs> first and Ten is a new segment of the show, and what that is, that's the leadoff segment, the leadoff topic of the show. And uh, tonight, I could not do this by myself. I could not do this by myself. I had to go ahead and bring on a guest um, a, a guest who you guys have seen before, and if you have not seen him, you've probably uh, read a lot of his articles. He is a very well-known contributor to the Buffalo Fanatics. It is uh, a good friend, a dear friend of mine, and he is coming all the way. You're from, he's, I think he's in Canada, right? In Canada. Uh, but you got it. I love his accent. I love his accent. But it is my man, Yeston T. Harris, so you guys do me this favor and welcome my brother from another mother, Yesin, as he joins Rated Rev live tonight. Yesin, what is going on, man? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, Rev. Thanks for having me on, man. man Much appreciated. Anytime, man. anytime, brother. I tell you what, man, I'm glad that you were able to, to hop on with me tonight. Um, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna just jump right into it, man. Uh, first of all, before before we dive right into it, uh, man, uh, let me know, man, what's what's been going on with you, man? How's life been? Uh, any 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 news uh, that, that you would like to share? How, how's everything been going on with you? Uh, things have been going quite well, quite well. I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I've uh, been working hard, working hard. Um, I've been running this uh, weekly segment that I uh, got to start a couple months ago, the uh, Buffalo Bulletin over on Buffalo Fanatics, and oh, nice. uh, it's uh, it's been it's yeah. been it's been good. I get to cover whatever the hot topic for the week is, and uh, you know, share what I know and. Uh, Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm wrong, but uh, usually, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to believe usually I'm right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's been it's been great so far. You know, talking about how we should extend Jordan Poyer, talking about uh, how we should oh, adjust man. without Trey's absence to start the season. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what we should mm-hmm. do about Tremaine Edmonds when the when the time comes. You know, can oh, we right. stick stick around with Devin Singletary? Is he going to ha- hang on to this t- uh, this team when his contract expires? And so on and so uh, forth. It's been a great deal of fun writing about it. Yes, and and you and you wrote about a, a very interesting article, uh, nonetheless here recently, right? Mm-hmm. That we're going to talk about tonight, and it and it goes, uh, you know, uh, just right in hand with our our, our main topic uh, tonight, and it's about Travis White on your Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bulletin piece, and mm-hmm. um, and it's and it and it and it's titled, you know, um, what to expect when Travis White returns, and so you know what I mean. That, that there's been a whole lot of um, anticipation. Right, yes. to say the least. But Tredavious White coming back off of that that uh, ACL injury that he sustained last year in the Thanksgiving game, and we've been seeing him kind of progressing, progressing. Right, um, um, um word has been has has come out um, over the course of like this early in training camp that he decided to stay back in Buffalo and was was rehabbing the entire time. Um, he's been putting in a whole lot of work, and now we saw a little clips. Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Tredavious White back at practice for the first time. Um, and he looked he looked pretty good, man. He looked good, and it was just glad to see him out there. Um, he looked to be his old uh, uh, fun, jovial self, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just having fun with the, with the, with the fellas out there running around. And um, he looked he looked very crisp in some of his some of his drills. And so a lot of um, fans and just just Bills uh, Mafia all over the all over the, the world really were just wondering what is going on with Davis White. When is he going to return to action? Um, you know, because he's now been off the pup list now. And so they have this, what is this, 21-day window, right, to, to, to yes. activate him uh, to the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think that window, when, when, did, when did that start? 
Yeah. Uh, the window opened up on October 12th. October that was 12th. when McDermott and Bean agreed to uh, open up his practice window. It initiates yeah. a 21-day window. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the conclusion of that window, he needs to be put onto the active roster. Or if they fail to activate him to the roster at the end of that 21-day window, he reverts to the injured reserve and is ruled out for the entirety of the season. Right. Um, that won't happen. Um, even mm-hmm. if he's not ready to play at the end of that 21-day window, they'll put him on the roster and... If he needs a lot longer recovery, they'd bump him back to the IR temporarily. Um, But they would have to activate him to the initial roster before they did that. Um, So what the expectation is, is that since he's not going to be playing this week, since the team has come out and announced that he will Mm -hmm. not play this Sunday, Tuesday is when his window will begin to close. That is the last day he can be activated to the roster. I would expect the Bills to activate him then. They're going to keep the current roster as it stands for this Sunday. Not going to they don't want to cut anybody ahead of this game just to keep Tredavious White on the roster being inactive. Right. So they'll activate him directly after the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, going to be interesting. I'm uh, his, his recovery has gone smoothly. Um, mm-hmm. There have been no setbacks, but it's Which also, I'm, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, that, that there's been no setbacks because mm-hmm. I saw somewhere on, on Twitter earlier today um, that was put out. I, I don't, I can't remember who it was, but they, they kind of, insinuated that because Tredavious White was not activated for the game that he, you know, could have had a setback, which, I mean, that, that is not confirmed. And, and so we can report uh, I He hasn't had a setback. And uh, if he had, it would have been big news since he was yeah. um, at practice today in a full contact jersey. Um, no, no more red yes. non-contact jersey. He's running at full speed in practice, running every drill in practice at full speed. Um, the issue isn't about his fitness for this game. It's about mm-hmm. his uh, it's about preparation. He's not he's not at yeah. game speed yet. He's not ready to come back and play at full speed in a game. He's still working back towards that, even though his leg is expected mm-hmm. to be entirely healed at this point. Um, his yeah. ACL is repaired and he should be fully recovered. Uh, but he's going to need practice time. You know, these yeah. past couple of weeks have been him rehabbing up to full speed, and now he'll be going full speed. But he's not going to be ready to play it again. Not, not, not a game ready. Yeah, because I think people have to understand the fact that, okay, not only is he coming back from a torn ACL, mm-hmm. and though his his uh, his timetable has, 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 I guess, you know, concluded to a degree as far as him being um, recovered from that injury, mm-hmm. we, this is this now actually essentially like starts his, his off season to a degree, you know? I mean, he has mm-hmm. to kind of jumpstart the, pro- the, the process, whereas the team has been been working hard at it, you know, since OTAs and minicamp. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Chere, he's, I mean, now that he's fully healthy, He's having to get up to game speed and kind of be caught up um, pretty fast. So to throw him out there um, in, in a game like this, um, it, it just it just wouldn't benefit Trey, um, especially. And I think that that because we have such um, good depth, right? I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at, at Dane Jackson, uh, Kyrie Elam, and Christian Benford back, I think that affords us the opportunity to kind of slow play with Trey White to make sure that he's back. Um, as healthy as he can be, or uh, not necessarily healthy, but as ready um, for live game action as he possibly can. So this is a good thing. Uh, I know a lot of Bills fans were were upset uh, and disappointed, I guess you could say, that he wasn't going to be playing um, this game. I kind of figured that that they would slow play. I, I thought that he would at least maybe get a couple of snaps or a few mm. snaps here and there, but, I, you know, I'm okay with it, um, yeah. especially looking at where the Bills team is right now. I mean, record uh, five and one. I mean, so that's – that's just pretty good. It's not like they're in desperation mode right now where they need Trey White playing and they're like, you know, having to overcome a slew of injuries at the cornerback position. They're they're good, they're fine, and they're doing the right thing by Trey White. So, but you talked about in your article, this is which is a, which is a very interesting article to say the least. And and look, 
this is to everybody who's watching live and those who are listening via podcast uh, format. You need to go to supportbf.com, follow us on all of our social media platforms, and go to buffalofanatics.com and check out this piece by Yeston um, because it is a very good um, article about um, what to expect when Trey returns. And uh, yes, and so you, you you talked about his return to action, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so so go ahead and, and talk about that because Leslie Frazier um, had also made some comments about about uh, about what he expects from Trey White as well. Yes, Leslie Frazier said in his press conference earlier this week that uh, it will be a, it, and as a direct quote, it will be a gradual process when he comes back. Um, yeah. That was sort of foreshadowing to him not coming back this weekend, but um, it does mean that what we it, we take it to mean what we all expect from this which is a pitch count on his return yeah. taking limited snacks snaps on a weekly basis and yeah. uh we you know just a couple of weeks ago we had the the, the slimmest cornerback unit in the nfl but uh, right. this this week we have everyone back healthy we have an entire complement of defensive backs fully ready and uh, for, fully ready to play outside of of course micah hyde yeah. Um, but Tredavious White doesn't need to come back right away. We're playing a very weak receiving core to start um, this mm-hmm. game against uh, the Packers. And though, I, in my opinion, this would have been a good opportunity to tune him up and give him limited snaps, um, it makes perfect sense that they wouldn't put him out, here, out there unless absolutely ready because it's not his health now that matters. It's his health in January when we need him most. Absolutely. Um, so with his return, he will be on a pitch count through his first few games, which would, should gradually increase. Mm-hmm. Um, they may use him periodically. They may use him in early drives and then remove him to rest him for the game. They may mm-hmm. save him and put him in late when they really need him most or when it's a blowout and they think that those are safe snaps for him to get. Because yeah. as much practice as he could possibly be be getting, there's nothing quite like game speed. Even if you go as yeah, hard you as you can in practice, there mm-hmm. isn't that killer instinct that switches mm-hmm. on when you see that ball flying your way and you're six yards out from a defensive back and you need from a receiver as a defensive back, and you need yeah. to close. Right. Because playing cornerback is a reactive position in the NFL. We may, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people talk about ACLs now, about how Cam Akers returned so quickly from his injury um, last year for the Rams. You know, he mm-hmm. tore it right at the beginning of the season, was back for the Super Bowl, helped them right. win a chip. That's because offense is an active position. You choose what direction you move in, you grab the ball, you turn, you oh, get to try point. and make that man miss. Yeah. As a defensive back, you need to face your opponent as either the ball comes to them or as they try and elude your coverage or they have mm-hmm. the ball in their hands and you need to, to make a tackle. You need to anticipate their movement and react to it, which is a lot more strain through the nerves and tendons all throughout your legs. And that's why a lot of injuries yeah. to a player's ACL happen when guys are reacting, much like yeah. Trey did on the play that injured him. Yeah. Um, so because of that, it takes a significantly longer recovery time. You need to be what you can't test it the same way you could run halfway through your ACL recovery, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you could play defensive back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because he, you... even, even, even in a practice setting doing drills mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a DB, I would imagine, you know, the drill and you know what you're supposed to be doing. So even though you're, you're not really reacting like you would exactly. in a game, you know, everything is kind of premeditated. And so you, yeah, you're, kind it's, of it's an, you're, you're doing an active drill as opposed to yes, a reactive uh, drill. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah go ahead, we, we've had a significant amount of defensive back depth now, which allows us to take him back slowly as opposed to rushing him back, which would be essentially the worst thing we could do. Yeah. For oh, yeah, defense. man. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we definitely can't rush Trey White back. Man. We, we need that's him right. for the long haul. And it's, and it's, it's a good thing that that um, 
and kudos to Brandon Bean and his staff that that we were able to find like diamonds in the rough, so to speak, in, in Christian Benford, um, and that we we're able, also able to to you know uh, uh, you know get Dane Jackson back healthy. That he that he missed that that would could have been a a very uh, serious injury, and so and he's playing at a very good level too. So our quarterback position right now, minus Trey White, I know that you you can't replace an All Pro level uh, talent. But within the scheme, within the system, the Bills have been doing very well so far, and we we're comfortable uh, to a degree. Uh, you know, so we're able to to kind of just like I mentioned earlier, just kind of slow play and let Trey White make sure that he's 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 back um, um, to full strength as as, as possible. Um, you, you had mentioned um, also within within this article, um, um, uh, managing his comeback and, and what that what that kind of looks like. Um, as he would have to manage his comeback, um, especially when you look at, at, at Kyrie Elam and Christian Benford. Um, what, what do you what do you go ahead and kind of talk to us about about what you foresee the Bills doing um, in that regard? Um, well, in terms of managing his comeback, they will be putting him in in I would expect a rotational basis, not snap per snap like a defensive line rotation, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to drive per drive. Um, drive with generally yeah. generally during a drive, an NFL team will consistent an NFL offense will consistently use their receivers in the same way but they won't use their offensive line they'll swap up coverages they'll swap up uh, block assignments but they don't right. do the same thing with receivers because uh, you know you, when you're right underneath the quarterback you can adjust to a play in short notice mm-hmm. receivers and defensive backs don't operate in the same capacity right. um they're a little more um isolated so they i would expect trey to get a couple drives in here and there mm-hmm. as he does return to the game but not general rotational sort of uh usage like you would expect from defensive uh from defensive linemen um he has thankfully got plenty of help around him and i'm I'm excited to see what they do but i have my own sort of predictions as to who plays where around Mm -hmm. as he he comes back and hold that because i want want to talk about that because that's 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 very that's very intriguing, and that, that kind of what is what, what leads to my, my main uh, topic of the show. But uh, but I've got I've got to get into this uh, super chat by Jeff King. Jeff, what's going on, baby? Uh, Jeff King comes in. Uh, appreciate that donation, buddy. He says, "Your pride, arrogance, and ignorance fall hand in hand, folks." Love my Bills fans since the seventies. I hope no one is taking this game lightly, especially the Bills. That's still the Packers coming into town, and that's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I mean, I mean, we. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the the team is taking them lightly. Maybe mm-hmm. there may be. There may be. There may be some fans here, you know, who who take them lightly, you know, and, and say, you know, well, the Packers, this or that. I mean, but as long as as long as they have a potential Hall of Famer at quarterback who doesn't, who may not look to be showing any signs of of, of regression, or he might. I don't know. That's, that's something for later on in, in the show to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Aaron Rodgers though is 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 still a very very good quarterback, oh, absolutely very good quarterback, and so um, he has the potential um, to be deadly and to mm-hmm. and and we don't want to we don't want this game to to, to sneak up on us right mm-hmm. um, absolutely and and, and, you, and we we hear Aaron Rodgers you know kind of talking in the media and he's he's uh, calling out some of his guys which I mean you know like you say say what you want about that you know what I'm saying uh, whether or not he's you know, passing the buck of, of, of responsibility, uh, you know, as the face of the franchise, as a quarterback, whatever the case may be. But I think he's he's trying to motivate these young guys to, to step up and do what they have to do because he understands just how important it is. And he understands how important this game is. So, 
So we'll see, man. We have to make sure that we bring our A game every single week. And, and mm-hmm. I have no doubt whatsoever that the Bills will do that, especially when you look at what happened last year going against the Jags. And and I, I just don't see this team yesterday. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, you, you agree or you disagree, but I just don't see this team um, laying eggs like that again. No, I, I they've learned their lesson a couple of times. Fall asleep for one play, fall asleep for one game, fall asleep for a half. Uh, we've yeah. we've blown a few leads. We've uh, yeah, we've we, we've let games go that we should have had. Um, we've let a single play like the Hale Murray yeah. end what right. should have been an incredibly successful performance. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Josh Allen and Stefan Dix scored a yeah. supposed game winner right at the end there and didn't get the chance again because of that Hail Murray that they fell asleep just for one play. I mean, it was an incredible play, but uh, Hopkins did get open in that end zone for a moment, mm-hmm. and it let him get targeted. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, uh, with Kansas City. They fell asleep near the end. These individual plays can happen. This pain kind of sticks with the players for a long time. That's right. sort of the, the tattoo on their career, as Carl Brandt said. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, this matters a lot to these guys, and they're extremely proud, um, yeah. and they should be. But uh, they're not going to forget those lessons learned. Uh, yeah, this I, isn't I, a new group of guys. These are the same guys who hurt the same way all the fans hurt when they, when all those losses happened. And they're not going to take any opponent easy as far as as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no need to worry um, in that regard, Jeff. Especially for the team. That's not happening. These guys Absolutely. are going to come out uh, firing on all cylinders. Um, but you know, uh, uh, yes, and I, I, want, I wanted to ask you this one question, though, man, as it pertains to Trey White's return. And, and to those who, of you who are who are watching, maybe you're just now joining, welcome to the Raider Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. I am the host, Rev Rose, joined by a good friend of ours, uh, contributor to Buffalo Fanatics, Yeston T. Harris. And we're talking about Trey Davis White um, and how he was. <laughs> I think that is my – can y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? That is uh, – I guess that, that that's in my ear only. <laughs> I had told this is funny. <laughs> now this is going off in my in my headset. Yes, and I got I got to talk about this. So so there's this there's this uh, this alarm going off in my headset. Yes, and I had talked before the show about uh, and I had said, yo man, I'm trying my best to make sure that I am like like timely, you know, right? Because I have a tendency to get long winded with my with mm. my points and, and talk long. Um, and so I try. I said, yo, I'm I'm gonna set a timer, okay. Mm. Um, and that sound, I don't know if you guys heard it, but I heard it and was like, where is that coming from? That was the sound of my timer going off. But I'm going to ignore it right now because I started late today. Okay. So I, I'm going I'm to give myself, you know, some more time. But anyway, I thought that was funny because I was like, what the heck is that noise coming? I didn't expect the time. I didn't expect there to be a bell going off, you know, but I'm watching it on the bottom of my screen here. Anyway, anyway, uh, yes. And so um, right. uh, in talking about, about Trey White and his return. Mm-hmm. One of the main questions that I have to, I have to ask, man, is is once he does return at one hundred percent, at one hundred percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Once he returns at one hundred percent, who is the odd man out? Because we see these guys, we see we see Kyrie right now, Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, right, have been holding the fort down. Uh, but earlier in the year, it was it was it was Dane Jackson, and then a, a mixture of, of Elam and Benford, and then it looked like Benford was was kind of you know, gaining uh, some some steam on Elam, and then he sustained his hand injury and, and missed missed a couple of games, and so now you see Elam in there the majority of the time now. But now Benford is back, and so uh, we're still going to continue to see that rotation with them. But once Trey is back at 100, percent we've got three cornerbacks, three starting level quarter cornerbacks, and Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, and 
uh, Christian Benford. Who is the odd man out? Because somebody has to sit the bench. And mm -hmm. I don't see them going with the rotation. You know, uh, I, I think they, 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 they're, they're doing this rotation long enough, right? All offseason, yeah. training camp, OTAs, uh, going into uh, preseason, now seven games, going on eight games now into the, into the season. Once Trey gets back at 100%, they surely should know by now who is going to be the lead dog opposite Trey White. What do you foresee happening at that position once Trey gets, gets back? Well, um, for starters, historically, Sean McDermott and, and Leslie Frazier and defensive backs coach John Butler, as a unit, always start five players in this secondary mm -hmm. on every single snap. They do not break out of a out of their nickel four three mm -hmm. base defense that we run. We right. run a base four, so we run a base four three in nickel. So everyone knows we've subbed out the third linebacker and put in. And Taron takes 100% of his snaps right. at the slot. Every play. So do both safeties and both cornerbacks. They stick with 100% snaps every single game. It's uh, been, for a vast majority of their careers, uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poy manning that backfield 100% of snaps. They do not miss a play for any reason. Yeah. Um, Tredavious White was outside playing 100% of snaps, and we would expect them to be looking for another 100% snap starter on the other side, which mm -hmm. would realistically mean two men ride the bench. Yeah. Out of that three, group of three, two. Just one guy gets the consistent starting job. Sure, they may rotate someone else yeah. in. They may have a guy on standby. You know, what if someone gets hurt and they need to run in for a couple of plays while they get back, get you know, get up and catch their breath you know yeah but um realistically only one of these guys is actually going to be playing a vast majority of the snaps and mm -hmm. maybe one guy will get a 20 percent share right. and the person who's going to miss out definitively is going to be christian benford benford mm -hmm. has he he looked like the most well-rounded cornerback out of um out of the rookies this season coming into the games but he isn't he he missed his opportunity a little bit when he got hurt and that's no fault of his yeah. own his play didn't right. take a step back, but those couple, uh, the extra attention and the extra on-field time that Kaya Elam got as a as a result of Benford's injury mm -hmm. gave him the reps he needed to to help find his rhythm. Um, people will look at the Pittsburgh Steelers game, and though Elam got an interception, he was heavily criticized after the game for giving up so many yards to right. Yeah, he was uh, to, to you know to that. Steelers offense with Kenny Pickett, yeah, um, uh, George Pickens, and, and George yeah. Pickens catching uh -huh. a lot of it. But if you if you notice, every catch Elam gave up on the entirety of the game was an underneath route. And Kai Elam is a guy who came out of college playing a lot of press coverage, right up the line right. of scrimmage, get interfere right. with them at the at the point of the snap, knock them off their route, and then use your athleticism, speed, and length to bail and keep them off their route and well defended. Mm -hmm. um, which is a, it's phenomenal cornerback play, right? But Elam can't do that in the NFL. Press coverage isn't used the same way in the NFL, and it's definitely not used the same way in this defense. So they want him playing off the line of scrimmage, which allows his defenders to get open underneath, and mm -hmm. he has to drop down into coverage again for a guy. Yeah. He, he, there's a large bracket of space between him and the receiver at right. the beginning of every route. So short, quick hitters will consistently beat Elam, mm -hmm. but... If they play Elam consistently on the slot side with Taron Johnson, he's got help readily available at the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Trey would be able to play the net, play the other side. I don't expect Elam to get all the snaps, but Elam should be the leader of this group because his play has grown in his time, and they're looking for a long. So Elam over Dame. 
last week. So Elam, Elam over Elam Dane. Over Dane. Dane gets a 20% snap share because he's still a veteran. He's still a very good cornerback. Yeah. But Dane was projected out of college to be a at best a career NFL backup. backup and he's yeah. already he's already far exceeded that. Right. Um, we should be using the rest of his time on his contract as a quality depth piece behind mm-hmm. Elam. But Elam Wills is still a rookie and he will still make mistakes and there will still be learning points for him where he needs to step back out of the game, catch a breather, watch a guy like Dane go in and do the job consistently. Okay. To let Elam sort of catch his breath and recoup and get right. That's, back that's interesting. That's interesting that, that you're going with Elam over Dane here. Now I would I would I would agree with you. I mean he's the first round draft pick. I mean you have to play him at some point and he's and he's been proving that that he's that he's ready. But I know I know McDermott he he loves these veterans, man. He just there's something about him and these vets that he just absolutely loves. Um, but I was thinking as well, like, okay, you've got Trey coming back. Nobody is, is taking this, this is all hypothetical. Assuming that he's a one at back at 100 percent mm-hmm. Nobody's taking any snaps away from Trey. So on the other side, you've got these three cornerbacks, right? That you have mm-hmm. to figure out who's gonna get the majority of the snaps there. Mm-hmm. You have a first round cornerback and Kair Elam that you just you have to play you just have to play I can't see them sitting him on the bench this year for Dane Jackson um I just just don't see it happening and and so when I project going forward even beyond this year there's 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 something that's that's very that that really intrigues me and it's that that Dane Jackson will be a RFA next year Dane Jackson will be a restricted free agent Mm-hmm. Um, at the conclusion of this season, and so with that in mind, Yeston, when you when you consider that long term beyond this year, mm-hmm. um, especially when it when, especially when you when you look at the whole restricted free agency part of it, um, what do you think Brandon Bean will do with Dane Jackson? Do you foresee it? Now, here here's my opinion. I'm I'm wondering if at the trade deadline, if Somebody like Dane Jackson could be dealt at the trade deadline, understanding that I've got Kyrie Elam, I've got Trey White back, I've got Christian Benford, who a surprise, who we didn't really expect to perform like he has this year, but he's showing that he's ready and he can and he can play whenever we need him to. And then we've got Dane Jackson, who's a restricted free agent. Um, and it, granted, you know, with the with the how, how all that is set up, you know, um, when the offseason hits, you know, they have an opportunity to either, you know, match him or, or tender him. But but at this particular point in the season right now, at the trade deadline, there could be some teams who may take the bait, who may be looking for a cornerback, who may be needy. Can you foresee Brandon Bean shipping Dane Jackson off to some team, some cornerback needy team? I don't know, maybe the New York Giants. I don't know. There's a relationship there. Uh, um, for, with Dane Jackson in, in exchange for, I don't know what kind of draft pick they can get or, or what kind of player capital they can get. Can you, can, but can, can you see him trading Dane Jackson? I understand people, people are like, whoa, whoa Rev, man, you know, cornerback uh, position, we don't want to get rid of any, anybody at the cornerback position right now because anything can happen. We don't know Trey Wise's health and, you know, when he gets back and blah, blah, blah. And any injury can really put us back behind the eight ball again. I get that, but you still have to. I mean, I, I know that Bean has to be thinking about this, right? Weighing all of these options. If you put on your GM hat right now, what would you do with Dane Jackson? If you already believe that Kyer Elam is going to be the guy getting the majority of the snaps opposite Trey White when he returns, I believe that 
this that that as a general manager, there's nothing better you can do than providing quality depth at high value positions on extended cost controlled contracts. So essentially building through the draft by selecting these guys late and finding serviceable guys mm -hmm. at premium positions, expensive positions against the cap, like cornerback, like um, offensive tackle on either side of the line yeah. and other positions like that. Um, the best thing you can do is to find quality talent at the level that you can keep cheap and then use for the entirety of its contract. Now, mm -hmm. Dane Jackson was a seventh round pick in 2020, but he went to the practice squad, didn't make the initial roster, which meant that that four-year rookie contract that he had mm -hmm. became null and void. When we brought him back to the roster from the practice squad and signed him, it was only a two-year deal, which is why it ends now at the yeah. end of 2022 instead of at the end of 2023. But by keeping him as a restrict, uh, by by having a clause in there to make him a restricted free agent means mm -hmm. that at the end of this we can put a tender on him, and if the market yeah. sees value in him, we can see some level of uh, compensation from another team for you know letting him go as as an as a restricted free agent. Yeah. So something else that's probably noticed from this front office is that. They consistently now, consistently, and this is year of year for the past few seasons, mm -hmm. value depth because they know this is worthy of a deep playoff run. It's not about losing yeah. one cornerback because we have a serviceable backup. You know, mm -hmm. if, if it's Trey and if it's Elam and we've traded away Dane and one of those guys goes down, we know that Benford can step in and be a starting right. quality corner for a few mm -hmm. games if needed. But what if two guys go down? Trey's coming off an ACL. Elam is a rookie who plays a very rangy, very athletic game. It could very easily happen to either one of them or both of them. Sure. Yeah. We don't have the security anymore, and we are in. We are too good of a team right now to let go of that talent because right. it could come down to those little differences in making the Super Bowl run. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't mean. I don't mean to interrupt you. Uh, I guess. No, but no, what about? Ahead. I mean, you you talked about. You know. Um, you know. I guess I guess being being um, if 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 by any chance you know you get you sustain injuries to a couple of players right mm -hmm. if Trey reaggravates his ACL or mm -hmm. if Kyrie Elam gets injured or something like that you know um, then you have to consider the fact that man we're right back at square one with a very thin um, um, DB uh, you know backfield or, or or room rather but what about one particular individual that maybe some people have kind of forgotten about you know but what about what about this guy right here? What about Xavier Rhodes? Xavier Rhodes, yeah. Yeah, what about, yeah I mean, because um, he, he's he's there. Um, and and I, I think his hamstring is fine. Now, I think they just put him there just, I mean, because they're expecting Trey White to get back. Well, because he's on the practice squad injury reserve, he doesn't count against the practice squad roster, which right. means that um, we have another extra guy. But he also means that he can't practice. Yeah. Um, and with hamstrings, it is tricky. Jordan Phillips was always just a couple of days away from coming back from that hamstring for like four straight weeks there. And he barely, he, ba he barely got on the field at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm, I'm still not certain he's fully healed from it. Um, it is quote unquote only a hamstring, but the risk with Xavier Rhodes is that not only is it only a hamstring, but he's also age. 30 plus. Yeah. He's also missing experience in this scheme specifically i mean yes he mm -hmm. had a year or two with leslie frazier back in minnesota back in like 2014 yeah uh -huh. you know, but it's uh it, it's it's not accurate experience the defense we're running right now 
And right. I don't think that I think that Rhodes could be a perfectly good call up, but we're not talking about calling a guy up from the practice squad to fill in for a game here. We're talking about asking a guy to come off of the practice squad where he's not getting reps with that first team at any point, um, and come into a game realistically in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, even if we get there. Knock knock. Yeah, right. To it, it's too big of a task to put on a guy coming off the practice squad coming off an injury who's also aged and inexperienced in this scheme. I like Rhodes. I think he's a perfectly good um, talent. I would have been happy if we'd signed him to the roster before the season, but I think mm-hmm. that at this point, they'd much rather stick with the guys who have ex- more playing experience in our scheme and yeah. then tag them with a ten- with a low-round tender and get a late draft pick for Dane Jackson after the season's over anyway. You still get yeah. something back by tendering him if a team thinks he's good enough. And if they don't think he's good enough, then we re-sign him cheaply and have phenomenal depth for the next two or three seasons at defensive back. Okay. I, I, I see that. Uh, I, it just, it's just hard for me. I mean, I understand how, how we need to secure these depth, right? Keep depth, at least at least through this season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, projecting uh, long-term, at least beyond this season, it's kind of hard for me to see Dane Jackson coming back or the Bills even matching his tender. You know, I, I just don't see him even – even coming back, but I mean, I guess while well, you have him this year, go ahead. And I, but I guess it would also depend on on what kind of calls that Brandon Bean would be be be, be getting for Dane Jackson. I mean, he'd have to be wowed by an offer that would, you know, make him think twice about about that. Yeah, realistically, I think that teams will offer a seventh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's equal draft position. You've got th- um, two and a half years out of Dane Jackson already, yeah. and he's giving you some good snaps for two and a half years to get the draft pick back that you selected him with would mm-hmm. be a good return on that seventh round investment. Half the seventh round picks in the NFL don't even make the roster as a rookie. So it's hell Dane Jackson didn't, and he still came back and performed for us. Right. It's, it's, right. Cons- it is a very, very good return on your investment, but what better return? Do you get a better return by getting another seventh round pick to take a swing on? Or do you get a better return by keeping that guy as a usable bit of depth in a potential Super Bowl run? It's how you value yeah. these two things. And right. Brandon Bean has valued late round draft picks very well. He consistently trades away low level talent that might not make the roster or will barely make the roster in order for good draft capital over the next couple of seasons. He's done it every year of his career. Even before he drafted Josh Allen, he was doing it. Um, it's 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 good it's good general management, but we know that realistically we can get the same draft capital back mm-hmm. at the end of the season by t- tendering him as a restricted free agent as we can get mid-season right now without losing his depth for the rest of the season. Yeah. And if they don't, then the contract that we he would be returning to us on, if no team is willing to pay him enough to give us a draft pick on the tender, then we'll be able to retain him for a contract in reasonably the $2.5 million a year range. Yeah. And yeah. That could easily easily be as little as $1 million on the yeah. salary cap. Right. And I, and I think I think Brandon Bean would probably, at that point, if he already is already looking at his roster, says, you know what, yeah, yeah, I mean, is 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 Trey White and Kyrie Elam? I think at that point he would probably be willing just to kind of cut bait, you know, with Dan Jackson and let him kind of move on and and and, mm-hmm. and uh, earn an opportunity somewhere else where he can start. Exactly. Um, but, that would that would know, absolutely be the point of the tender is to give him the opportunity to go elsewhere, yeah. but still try and get something. You're not expecting to right. retain him. You're expecting to get a little bit of something in return because you know you can. Right. Exactly. And and, and that goes down to this this whole balancing act. Do you think you get more at the end of the season, or you think you can get more right now before the deadline? Weighing that versus you know your your current roster right now as as it stands and the health of Trey White, all that. It's a, it's a lot. I'm glad I'm not a GM. 
I am absolutely glad, my GM. But man, you know what I am glad about, man. I'm glad that you joined me tonight. Yes, and I really appreciate you, man, coming on and uh, sharing Thanks, your man. thoughts. Um, absolutely, <laughs> man, about Trey White. And uh, listen, you guys, smash that like and go ahead and give Yes and a follow, man. He is your Yes, man. I'm gonna give you the time and go ahead and let everybody know where they can follow you um, on social media. Right. Um, I do a lot of my work, um, most of it on Twitter. Um, so you can find me on there at Yestin T. Harris. It's the, the name that's, uh, that's on me right here. Um, that is an I, not an L to start it off. Um, don't worry, everybody gets it wrong. <laughs> but yeah, find me there. I'm writing twice a week, three times a week sometimes. Depends on uh, how much free time I get. There we go. There we go. Thank man, you. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Uh, and you guys, make sure you go ahead and go to the buffalofanatics.com. And uh, catch up on Yesen's article about Trey Davis White. There's a whole lot more in there that we didn't get to talk about tonight, but I guarantee you, it will, you will not regret reading it. Yes, and I appreciate you, man. Uh, have, have, have yourself a, a wonderful evening. Matt, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon again. And you too, Rev. Right, man, go, go Bills, man. Go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, that was my man, Yesen T. Harris. You know, uh, this guy, man, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge, a very, very, very knowledgeable um, young man. And, and man, I, I enjoy. Um, having the chance to get him on to the show. You guys definitely need to check out that article by him and read it because he goes in depth about some more things about your Davis White's return and what to expect. Um, he's a fantastic uh, contributor to the Buffalo Fanatics, and uh, we appreciate everything that he does uh, with us. But as we are moving in onto the show, we are um, just a little bit over 45 minutes into the show, and I appreciate everybody who has been joining us right now on Rockin' with us. Do me this favor, though. Smash that like, go ahead and do it right now. Get it out the way and subscribe to the channel if you have not already done so. But we are moving on. And as we move on, um, the next topic that I want to discuss um, is, 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 is uh, something that a lot of people have been have been kind of kind of talking about. And, and yesterday and I, we, we just touched on it briefly um, about Dane Jackson and, and whether or not Brandon Bean would be willing to trade him at the trade deadline. Uh, as it seems as though, I mean, I mean, you know, the closer and closer that we get to the deadline, um, I believe it is November the 4th, though, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Somebody correct me here um, in the chat if I'm wrong, but that is just around the corner. And uh, there is an individual that I'm going to bring on the show who, uh, another contributor at the Buffalo Fanatics, I'll tell you right now, um, you need to follow BF because BF is loaded with a lot of talent, a lot of quality uh, contributors and people who do so much for the channel to bring you content after content after content that you so enjoy and you crave. And, and if you love the Bills as much as I do, which I know you do, you can never get enough. Well, this strapping gentleman uh, who's going to join me here right now, he's been on the show. He's no stranger to the show. Matter of fact, um, you, you've seen him on the Buffalo Fanatics Writers Club on Saturday mornings. You've heard him on Twitter Spaces, uh, on BS Spaces on Saturday mornings. Um, it is none other than Kevin Syracuse, uh, and my man, I'm going to bring him on right now. We're going to talk about um, um, some of the, the trade deadline potential targets for Brandon Bean, uh, but let me go ahead and bring him in on to the show. And you guys keep it locked right here because I've got somebody else who's going to be joining me later on in the show, too, that you definitely want to watch. Uh, but yo, Kevin, welcome to the show, my man. How you doing, baby? Long time uh, no see. How you feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm trying to yeah, get my background good. screened out here. I got a new picture. You see that? Oh, I'm pointing with one. There it is. Allen one hung up. The Josh Allen, baby, it looks good, man. It looks yeah. good. Uh, you, I you gotta, sound, I gotta get you situated just, here. There he is, man. Get, get yourself together. You're looking good, though, man. You look good. Sound good. Uh, how's everything been, man? 
Good. We haven't been on together in a long time. Yeah, yes, it's been it's been a little while, man. But I'm I'm glad yeah. that we're able to uh, link up in and, and uh, uh, that that, that you're able to to come on in such short notice. Uh, but man, you had uh, you know we we're, we're we're talking about 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 some topics tonight, and you know as you as you heard in the background, yes, and I were talking about Jadavis White. I mean, what to expect with his uh, return um, uh, to the to the roster and to, to the lineup actually. Um, but man, you had written a piece, Kevin, because there's a lot of people talking right now as as the trade deadline approaches. Um, you have written a piece, man, on the, on the Buffalo Fanatics uh, um, site about trades. Um, but there's one particular trade that you talked about, man, um, that I, I want to give you the floor uh, because, you know, there's been some buzz, as, as everybody probably knows by now, um, there's been some, there was some buzz about the Bills and Brandon being potentially being interested in um, a set running back by the name of Christian McCaffrey that maybe he had offered a second round pick for him or, you know, put a filler out for him, blah, blah. And, you know, it didn't work out, but you know, he's now in San Francisco. Um, but that's not the only running back that's, that could potentially be available um, on the trade market right now. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and just kind of introduce uh, your, your article and, and what you had um, started to talk about or what you wrote about specifically uh, a specific trade for a specific running back. So that, player is Antonio Gibson with the Washington Commanders and this all kind of started from my fantasy team because yeah. I drafted him and I thought he was going to be a key contributor especially with Najee Harris not putting up the same numbers that he did last year and then Brian Robinson comes back in week five after getting shot in the leg on August 28th yeah he gets all of a sudden bumped up to RB1 Antonio Gibson is RB2 kind of RB3 after J.D. McKissick, and as of late, we've seen Gibson get more touches. It seems like the committee is now Robinson and Gibson, and McKissick is the most expendable one. But yeah. Antonio Gibson is a dog. I mean, every time he touches a ball, he makes something happen. And this guy has been underutilized his entire career in Washington. And I know it's only been two and a half years, so it's not like his entire career, like it's been seven, eight years, you know, anything like that. But He's really not been given the same opportunities that I think that he should have because mm -hmm. he's a special talent. And I think if you use him the right way, his numbers are going to be very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think um, it's, it's very interesting, right? It's, it's, it's intriguing to say the least when you think about um, the addition of, of Antonio Gibson and what he could mean, um, or I guess, I guess how he would fit within this, um, this current Bills uh, running back uh, room, but I mean, talk about that. I mean, like, like, how 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 do you see him fitting? I mean, you, I mean, you, you, so you're suggesting that Brandon Bean uh, go ahead and make the move for Antonio Gibson, but what? How do you see him fitting in this offense right now? When you look at Motor Singletary, and you look at James Cook, the second round draft pick out of out of Georgia, and then Zach Moss, who I, I really I think they're 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 waiting to get rid of anyway. Um, how do you see Antonio Gibson fitting within this offense right now? Well, I'll just preface it by saying, ultimately, I don't think that the Bills should pull this trade off, mm -hmm. but it's very tempting. And yeah. I laid out all the reasons. Go ahead and give us one reason. Give us one reason why you think that uh, they should trade for, for Antonio Gibson. Can you hear that dehumidifier? I can't hear anything. All right, good. Because it just came on and it's pretty loud, but if you can't hear it, we're good. No, you're good. Go ahead. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to trade for him, but there are also a lot of reasons why you wouldn't want to. So uh-huh. I'll just run through the reasons why the Bills would want to trade for Gibson first, yeah. and then we'll get into why you wouldn't want to trade for him. So, first of all, it would be an instant boost to this offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, he's a great talent. And the the funny thing about Antonio Gibson is he was a wide receiver in college. He went to a community college in 2016 and 2017. Then he transferred to Memphis, and he was a wide receiver for them in 2018 and 2019. But he was kind of like a hybrid. Um, yeah. He was pretty much the Debo Samuel in college. where yeah, he was. He had – I don't have the exact numbers on me right now, but I believe he had somewhere around 750 rushing yards and – or, excuse me, 750 receiving yards and mm-hmm. 350 um, rushing yards. So he was mainly a wide receiver, but he did get running back snaps, and then he entered the draft in 2020 as a running back. So the – I almost said Redskins. The Commanders drafted him in yeah. the third round in 2020, and he's been a – uh, running back ever since and we're starting to see him be utilized as a wide receiver more and more now that they have brian robinson right. so if washington really likes that he might be the the glorified version of jd mckissick and they might not want to mm-hmm. trade him. but because mckissick first, snacks has, have, have started to, to to decline too right with the when since uh, brian robinson has, has come back yeah and mckissick's five years older than gibson too mckissick yeah. is 29 years old yeah. So he's on the back end of his career for sure. Um, but as for how Gibson would fit in with the Bills, mm-hmm. I think if you were to trade for Antonio Gibson, you are declaring him and Devin Singletary RB1 and RB2. Singletary would still be RB1. Mm. I think if you do get Gibson, yes, he's great, but Singletary has proved this is his offense. This is his mm-hmm. backfield. Um, so I think – what Antonio Gibson would do is push James Cook and Zach Moss further and further down the depth chart. Now, mm-hmm. here's the, the real interesting part about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. By doing that, Singletary is a free agent next year. Right. Antonio Gibson has one year left on his rookie deal. Right. And he only has a $1.6 million cap hit. He was drafted the same year as Zach Moss, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Zach Moss, that's kind of out there. Oh, yeah. Figure out what to do with him. Maybe you want to throw Zach Moss in there with the draft pick. You give that mm-hmm. back to Washington, Moss, and a day three pick. I don't know. I don't know if they'd want to go for it. I don't even know if they want to trade Gibson in the first place. But mm-hmm. if you were to get Gibson for this year, you would go all in and have Singletary and Gibson as RB1 and RB2. That would be your duo. And then, like I said, Cook and Moss would just – move further down on the depth chart and basically what you're doing to James Cook is saying, Hey, we think you're going to be a special talent in this league, but we're not seeing the progress. We're not seeing that progression that we wanted you to take. So we're going to get Antonio Gibson for the stretch run of this year. He's going to be Mm -hmm. our insurance policy. And hopefully we win the Super Bowl with Antonio Gibson and Devin Singletary. But next year we're going to let Devin Singletary walk. Mm -hmm. We're going to use that money that we're saving to re-sign guys like Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. And that's when you're going to come into the equation and you're going to be that pass catching back. You're going to be RB2. Gibson's going to be RB1. So that's why I I get hung up a little bit because it it is pretty interesting. And I saw we have a comment about Kareem Hunt. Uh, Yeah, uh uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too sure about Kareem Hunt, man. I, I don't. I mean, he's exceptional talent. Exceptional talent. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not too sure if that's the kind of guy that I would bring onto this team, uh, um, especially on any type of a long-term deal. I mean, I would probably be more inclined to entertain Antonio Gibson because of his his you know uh, you know as opposed to Kareem Hunt. But I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I could I could be wrong. He could come here, man, and, and just be phenomenal. Um, he, he's yeah. a very good. He's, he's a good running back. What, I mean, what do you what do you think about 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 uh, Kareem Hunt over uh, Gibson? I would not do that simply mm-hmm. because I think Kareem Hunt is what we want James Cook to be, and I think you're going to prohibit Cook's growth. And I know mm-hmm. that might sound contradicting to say, well, why would you want Antonio Gibson? And the only reason why I would be very close to pulling the trigger on this deal is the fact that he could be RB1 next year and you could let sit, uh, Singletary walk. So if mm-hmm. the Bills don't want to give a running back a second contract because that's not really a thing anymore in the NFL, sometimes yeah. it is, but sometimes it isn't. But when I was writing the article, I was like, man, this is really, really tricky because if money's tight and you need to sign Tremaine Edmonds and yeah. Jordan Poyer, well, maybe if they're going to let Singletary walk anyways, well, you get Antonio Gibson now, he can be that insurance policy for this year, and then you're only paying him $1.6 million next year to be that starting running back. And the only thing with Cook is that he doesn't get as many snaps this year, but he gets to sit back, watch, mm-hmm. learn, grow, mature, and then right. you unleash him as RB2 next year. So if it were Antonio Gibson against Kareem Hunt or any running back for that matter, I think I'm taking Gibson simply for the fact that you're building for the present and for the future. Mm-hmm. So, so do do you? I guess I guess it goes. I guess it boils down to how the Bills view James Cook long term. Like, do they see him as a potential RB one, or do they see him as just a strictly complimentary running back? Which, to me, if that's the case, I think then they they really failed by 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 spending a second round draft pick on just a complimentary type of a back. Uh, for me, I, th- I think that it would just, just by virtue of, of their, their archetype that they're looking for, right? Because we saw it when they went after Jaden McKissick, we saw I mean, that they didn't, they didn't work out. And so now they brought in James Cook and we see what they're looking for. Um, and then we heard about them trying to, you know, go after CMC. We know what kind of running back he is. It seems to me that they're, that they would like James Cook to actually step into more of an RB one type of a role because they, 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 they spent, more draft capital on him than they did on on Singletary and Moss because both of them were drafted in round three, and so it's 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 very interesting and it's it's kind of it's kind of it can it's it's difficult to, to 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 figure out you know what I'm saying because I mean Antonio Gibson yeah um you get him for this year he and and and, and Motor Singletary would be you know a very good tandem you know what I'm saying at least on paper you would think that and then you let Motor walk in free agency but I mean you're you're trading whatever type of capital um, to get him. But you're going to have to eventually decide to pay him the following year because he's going to come. He's going to be a free agent. You know what I'm saying? And so. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Um, I'm, I'm like, well... If you're going to do that, then why not just design motor? I mean, I get it. You're just really saving a year's worth of, of salary. But I, I, I'm not too sure, man. It's, it's kind of tough for me. In my, in, my, in my opinion, man, I say I say, hand the ball off to motor, baby. Just 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 let motor do it. But it, but it is an interesting conversation to have because, um, excuse me, when you look at, at the running back room right now, um, you do more, you would like it to, to, I guess, to improve more or at least on that RB2 type of role, you want to have more of a, I guess, more experience and more, more, you know what I'm saying, in that regards, because um, James Cook, though, he's, he's, he's a rookie, man. He's still learning. Um, how much do you really want to trust him this year? Uh, fumble issues, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if, let me ask you this question, Kevin. If Brandon Bean were to make that trade happen, if he were to get Antonio Gibson, bring him here, here on the roster, how do you see the carries being split between he and motor singletary this year that's tough because the bills don't really run the ball a lot so i think he would essentially be what james cook and zach moss are now but then again cook and moss don't really get the ball because we've seen singletary kind of take the the backfield over a little bit so Uh then it's like would you even really need antonio gibson because then that comes back to what we've been saying the whole time with the whole Christian McCaffrey thing. If you trade for a running back, you are essentially changing your offense because if you're going to get a dynamic running back, that kind of means you have to run the ball a little bit more and the bills aren't going to want to run the ball more when you have Josh Allen as your quarterback. Yeah. So that's one of the areas that is holding me up and why at the end of the day, I would say, let's not do this trade. Um, But you know, there are a lot of the pros that, kind of boosts that up and it, it makes you think. Um, but in terms of what you're asking, mm-hmm. I think you would have to give the ball to Antonio Gibson. And I think he would be that pass catching back. So essentially yeah. he would probably be used like he is in Washington right now, where he might not get a lot of snaps out of the backfield. He might not have a lot of rushes, but maybe he'll have five rushes, but he'll get five receptions a game. Because Singletary, again, mm-hmm. he's established himself as RB1. But right. that's another one of the pros. Antonio Gibson is used to being part of committees. He's never been that bell cow back where he's going right. to say, hey, right. give me 30 touches a game. 
So I think, I mean, in 2020, he was splitting snaps with J.D. McKissick and then Peyton Barber. And then last year it was him and McKissick. And now it's him, McKissick, and Brian Robinson. So he's been used to it his whole career. And I think given the circumstances, he would say like, hey, that's fine with me because I was splitting snaps with guys that aren't going to bring us to the promised land. But if I have a chance to win the Super Bowl, so what if I only get 10 touches a game? But again, the main thing is he would be essentially, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but you're you're pretty much making him RB one if you make this trade for 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see that that's 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 my thing. It makes it makes it difficult, but that's that's kind of where I, I would I would I would hesitate and maybe push back because I'm like, if you trade for this guy, you I don't know what type of assets Ben's got to give up in the first place. But if you're gonna give up assets just to have him essentially be like James Cook right now or cut into motor snaps, I mean it, you would almost have to have him. Um, give him more snaps within the offense to justify making the trade for him, you know. Uh, and then if you if you just want him to have, play the James Cook role, well, then you could have just kept James Cook, you know. Um, so for me, I, me personally, I, I think this because when you look at Motor Singletary, um, even even I mean this year he's he's we, we saw what we saw what we saw last game against the Chiefs. He he increased his his number of production. I mean his 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 snap share. I think he had like like 17 to 10. So, so throughout the year, I mean, he was averaging, you know, maybe about, you know, less than 10 um, rushing attempts a game. But then against the Chiefs, he went 17 for 85, right? Five yards per carry. Um, and he had four receptions. But so I think they're starting to see now that if we just utilize Motor as the lead back, the RB1 in our offense within our scheme, that he can produce, uh, he can produce just as fine um, for us and there would be no need for us to get another running back um, because for what we do, this is all we really need. And then we started to see his 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 target share go up in, in uh and the receptions too because he's starting to he's starting to prove himself to be uh, more of a more of a receiving back too. So I, I think I think they're utilizing him now in more of an all around type of a role. He still has to grow and develop when it comes to pass protection. But I I, I think man that if they just Give the ball a motor, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and as long as Josh Allen is not your leading rusher, uh, you know, and he can hand the ball off to somebody who's capable like Motor Singletary, um, I think I think they'll be fine. Um, and then and then James Cook use him sparingly. I think if you're going to use Motor in more of the the the, the rushing um, aspect of it, sprinkle in Cook and some of the receiving side of it, right? You know, because I mean, when you look at the slot receiving position. That is still kind of unsettled right now with, with Isaiah McKenzie kind of, you know, um, having, you know, being a little bit inconsistent. We got a rookie in Killer Shakir, but man, maybe you can sprinkle in James Cook and use him as like a James White type of a, of a player, you know, um, early on in his career, kind of give him some more receiving snaps um, as opposed to rushing snaps. Um, it's, it's a very interesting conversation to have uh, nonetheless, which, I'm, which is why I'm glad um, you wrote the article that you did and why we're talking about this because um, – a lot of people are wondering, you know, about this backfield and about what, what what should be done. And we're looking at guys like Christian McCaffrey. Oh, we missed out on, but man, we got Kareem Hunt, we've got Antonio Gibson, we've got other other guys. I wonder what they will look like in this type of an offense. And so, um, it's 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 difficult, man. But I, I, I'm I'm team Motor uh, right now. I don't know about the long term. I, I don't think that that they're going to re-sign him next year. They might, but I think he wants to prove himself to be RB one. And because they drafted James Cook so high, 
I think they see James Cook potentially being that guy um, sooner rather than later, maybe just not this year. Um, but you actually mentioned about, about, about how, about the cost of, of Gibson and how it might be too much. Um, in your article, you, I mean, you had mentioned that, you know, a reason, a reason not to talk, not to, not to target him is because it might cost too much. Talk about, 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 uh, about what you think it might cost if they were to go that route and get Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So he, like I said, he was a third round pick in 2020. So I'm not sure exactly what Washington would want back for him, mm-hmm. but I would think that they would at least want a second or third round pick. Um, that's, that's rich. Yeah, I don't think they'd want a first. I'm sure maybe they would want a day three pick if you can throw it in, but I'm thinking that sweet spot would be like a second or third round pick. But maybe you can entice them to say, take Zach Moss and a sixth round pick, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, because yeah. Moss is expendable here. And that way they're still getting a draft pick. But either way, I think the main reason why this trade will not happen is because or any trade for that matter, because again, we don't know what's going on with Gibson if he's actually trade bay right now. But in terms of the Bills trading for a running back, I think it won't happen simply because Brandon Bean doesn't like to strip away from the future because Mm -hmm. he always says how he wants to win now and in the future. And if you trade for Gibson, you're going to have to give up picks in the future. Now, this one is a little bit, better than other like if you if the bills were to trade for McCaffrey there goes next year's draft I mean mm-hmm. three four draft picks good night see you later but right right again the the good thing about this trade is that you would already have someone for next year it's not like Gibson's contract expires at the end of this year mm-hmm. and then it's just like oh yeah we're gonna use you for an insurance policy and then we probably won't resign you and then we're losing potentially two draft picks because of this trade right I mean at least for this trade here, you would have RB1 for next year. And that makes it a little bit better. But at the end of the day, I just think Brandon Bean thinks ahead so much that yeah. he doesn't want to take away from future success by going all in on one year. That's that's the line that he always says. I never try to go all in on one year. We try to go mm-hmm. all in every year. Right. So I think that's one of the reasons why we don't see this trade happen. Um, a couple of the other reasons why I don't think this would happen is team chemistry mm-hmm. because speaking of Brandon Bean and just not wanting to strip away from the current team or, or from the future, that's one of the big things with the Bills, how they always talk about culture and team chemistry that they've established. Yeah. And these guys have really grown up together. I mean, they set the foundation back in 2017, 2018. Right, All right. these guys have gone through it together. And like I said in the article, not to sound cliche, but they've really put in the blood, sweat, and tears together. Mm-hmm. And they formed a special bond. And if you're going to walk in the locker room and say, hey, we just got Antonio Gibson, no matter what the package is, if they're sending Zach Moss back, if they're trading draft picks or what, you got to think that the locker room is going to say, hey, I mean, this is great. Antonio Gibson's great, but we love Zach Moss or mm-hmm. Duke Johnson. I don't know. I just threw his name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um or I don't I I highly doubt they would trade Singletary, but yeah, if yeah. that was the case, then the locker room would be very very upset. And I used that quote from Josh Allen. Yeah, after, I'm glad Yeah, yeah. After the Baltimore game, and one of the reporters asked him about Motor, and 
Alan gave a really, really good response because yeah. a lot of the times these guys will give good responses, but they're very just cut and dry. Or it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, got to go back, look at the tape, got to right. rally, you know, but Alan was very, very raw. And he was like, I urge everyone, no matter what your age is to turn on Devin Singletary tape because he, because he does everything right. And he is everything yeah. that a yeah. running back is supposed to be and everything that a quarterback wants out of a running back. And I was like, man, like he's going really hard with this. Like he mm-hmm. even plays like, I love motor. So yeah, that's why, like, I, I just don't see it happening between like stripping away picks for the future and messing with that team chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's Me tough. Too. But Me too. I I'm not, the yeah. reason why it doesn't happen. And then um, not to call you off, but speaking of team chemistry, the GMs have that rocky history after the whole McKissick deal. Yeah, thank you. Because I, I was, I was, I'm glad you said that because I was about to bring it up because somebody in the chat brought it up as well. I'm talking about it. I think I think it was Mark, um, Mike Harwell. Yeah, Mike. So Mike, he, he comes and he says, "Yo, Bean will never trade with Washington. He hates the Commanders after they talked McKissick into reneging on his Bills deal." That's that's my thing. I'm like, hey, we're talking about team chemistry, and you know how that's built with relationships. There is essentially relation. The relationship between the Bills. Uh, front office and the commander's front office has to be like oil and water right now after that deal. I do not see the Bills even picking up the phone after the nonsense that they, and the shenanigans that they pull that they pulled um, in the offseason with J.D. McKissick, uh, which is a great point that Mike brought up, and I'm glad that you also brought it up uh, uh, to Kevin because that that just, man, that just leaves a bad taste in the mouth, and you can't. Once, once you start burning bridges like that uh, relationally, it's hard to come back from that. It's hard to trust him going going forward. So yeah, I, I just I just I just don't see that happening. Um, um, I like the idea of Gibson, but man, I, I really think that for now, man, I, I think they're going to stick with with Motor, um, uh, Cook and Moss. Um, I think you're going to see more more carries um, given to Motor Singletary as they should because all this young man has done um, his entire career so far with the Buffalo Bills is produce um, and 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 make the most out of what he's been given. Um, and he, he's constantly, you know, averaging four and a half to close to five yards per carry, even on limited snap counts. But, you know, just like we saw last year towards the end of the year when they started handing the ball off to Motor, he started producing and he quietly had almost 900 yards rushing last year. And we know how poor the offensive line was for the majority of the year. So now, um, and this, as we move into the second, uh, the last stretch of the, of the, of the, of the season here, um, I, I can see them when they look to run the ball, hand the ball off, especially after the comments that Josh has made about Motor. I can see them utilizing him more and more um, within the offense, giving him more of the, of the carries because, like, this is we're not a run first team, and we all know that, right? And so um, it doesn't really make sense for us because of how we're built to have a, a running back by committee because we don't run the ball enough for that to be to make any sense, right? Um, the only time that Motor should should, should should succeed, should succeed carries to anybody else is when he needs a blow, when he's tired, you know what I'm saying? Like, because if, if, if you're just giving him 15 carries a game, I think that he can have, I think he can handle that. Right. Um, and, and so let, let that man take care of all of it. And I, I think, he, I think he'll just be, he'll be just fine uh, within our scheme, within our offense. And I, I, I love what he brings to the table. Uh, Kevin, um, before, before we, we, we transition him in and move on, man, um, I'm, um, is there anything else within this article that, that you would go ahead and just, just kind of plug it, plug something within the article that you want to um, want everybody to kind of check check into? Because there's some other things that you had mentioned. And I don't want you to talk about it, but you just plug it real quickly, man, so that way everybody can go and uh, check it out. 
Uh, well, I started the article just by talking about the Washington backfield and how they've been splitting up their snaps. And yeah. Gibson snaps have really decreased. And again, that's the big reason why mm -hmm. I had this idea in the first place. So you can go in and look at the specifics of that because it is pretty jaw-dropping how Brian Robinson, yeah, he was a third-round pick, but Gibson is a third-round pick, and he's a dynamic talent. And as yeah. soon as he comes back, Gibson is just like, there you go. You're done. You know, and it's just like, what do you do to lose his job? Because right. he was putting up the numbers that you wanted. And really he's still putting up the numbers. I mean, that very, very, very ugly game against Chicago on Thursday mm. night, Gibson didn't get a touch until I believe late in the third quarter. And he ended up with five rushes for 35 yards. And it's just like, where was this the whole game? Because you're struggling to get offense. Carson Wentz can't do anything. And you don't have Antonio Gibson on the field. Like, what are you doing? So that's yeah. why I'm just like, man, trade this guy, get him out of Washington. And I was like, well, maybe the Bills could be a potential fit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, because I really don't think they're going for a running back. Yeah. But I was like, you know, this is a good conversation to have and a yeah, good sure. article topic because, again, the main thing that I took away from this is you are using Gibson as insurance for this year. And then you are pretty much saying that he is RB1 for next year so yeah that's why it makes it so interesting yeah it, it, it does it is yeah. it, it, it's it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what what brandon bean does um going forward with this running back room whether or not he he makes he decides to make a trade for running back whether he decides to 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 cut bait with motor singletary at the end of the year maybe he he surprises us all and he and he and he trades motor singletary in but i don't know but we'll see what happens but needless to say um we, we can probably expect some things to happen within the room. Um, if not now, then definitely uh, later on. Kev, man, I appreciate you, man, for hopping on the show, man, tonight. Um, let everybody know where they can follow you. So my Twitter is at KSyracuse5. Syracuse is spelled with an I, not a Y, like the city and the university. So S-I-R-A-C-U-S-E, -S -E, and then five, that was my high school baseball number. So I heard you can change that, right? Like, can you change your Twitter handle? Like, uh, your, yeah, you your, can. like yeah. your username. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm usually just Kevin Syracuse on everything, but this mm -hmm. is Syracuse 5. But either way, just search Kevin Syracuse and, and I'll wow. pop up. And then uh, my articles are on the website here. And then mm -hmm. I'll be hosting a space on Twitter tomorrow night to preview the matchup. And yeah. one last thing I want to ask you, Rev. Yeah. Just kind of in general, but it, it relates to the article here. And you kind of asked me this already, but I was looking at the stats from the Bills Chiefs game because I think this is the most realistic game to go off of because there are a lot of games where the Bills are going to be heavy, heavy favorites. I mean, mm -hmm. talking about the Packers were an 11 point favorite. You have the Lions, the Bears, uh, the Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Mm -hmm. So I think you can make a case and say, well, the Bills are probably going to run the ball a lot because they're going to be up by so much. Maybe that's the time to get Antonio Gibson in the game or James Cook or mm -hmm. Zach Moss. But in a tight contested game like we saw a couple of weeks ago in Kansas City, mm -hmm. the stats were Singletary had 17 rushes for 85 yards. Josh Allen had 12 for 32, and then Cook had two for eight. Mm -hmm. So going back to the question that you asked me, how would you see that getting split up? Because I'm thinking if you take – Let's just say you take five away from Singletary, five away from Allen, and mm -hmm. then you give those 10 to Antonio Gibson, and then Cook can still have his two. 
Mm-hmm. So Singletary would have 12 rushes. Josh would have six. Gibson would have 10. Yeah. So I don't know, because like you said, Singletary has been running so well. And he's been yeah. work. And yeah, he yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, Singletary's been running well. And I think they're going to give him the bulk of the, of the carries going forward. But I'll tell you what you can do. Save that for the spaces. Save that for the spaces. Um, invite me on, and we'll, and we'll talk about that in the spaces because there's a whole lot to talk about when it comes to that running back room and, and the trade deadline as it gets closer and closer and closer. And we'll definitely touch on that. Um, but Kevin, man, I appreciate you, man, for hopping on. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving. You guys, do me this favor: smash that like from my man Kevin Syracuse and give him a follow on Twitter um, at K. At, wait, was it at, at Kevin Syracuse? Right, at K Syracuse. Give it to me one more time, Kevin. At K Syracuse five. At K Syracuse, at, at K Syracuse five. Follow my man and then go to supportbf.com or go to buffalofanatics.com and, and, and read this man's articles, Ben, because he pushes out a whole lot of content on a continual basis. And it's very intriguing. A lot of the stuff that he writes, man, is very interesting. It makes you say, hmm, you know what I'm saying? Like this conversation here that we're having with Antonio Gibson. But Kev, man, I appreciate you, buddy. Um, um, we'll, we'll talk to you on Spaces, man. Have a good night, man. Sounds good. I'll be on 9 o'clock tomorrow, so 7 o'clock your time. There we go. All right, man. Till next time, man. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. You guys, that was my man, Kevin Syracuse, um, contributor at Buffalo Fanatics, man. He puts out a lot of great content, man, uh, for the Bills. And uh, you definitely want to check out that article as, that he wrote about Antonio Gibson and others as well. But we are moving on in, into the show, guys. I appreciate you, man. We're an hour and 20 into the show, and we are going to uh, close it up here very soon with my final guest of the night. Um, we are, man, look here. We, we're keeping it moving, man. And if you, if you guys have have enjoyed the show so far, do me this favor. Smash that like and uh, and make sure you go ahead and click the subscribe button. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Turn on the notification bell as well so that way you can make sure that you are up to date in lockstep with everything related to the Buffalo Bills because this is going to be an historic season uh, with the Bills. I definitely guarantee you that. But as we move on, uh, as we move on, man, we're we we're going to talk about I've – got, I've got something very interesting to talk about, man. Um, we've got to kind of briefly pre- preview, I guess you can say, um, um, the, the, the Bills-Packers game, right? But, uh, you know, m- 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 most importantly, man, there's, there's some things. Well, there's a couple of games that happen. And uh, I want to pose a question um, to the chat and to everybody who's watching, to everybody who's listening on podcast format. Um, is this the end of an era? Is this the end of an era? What do I mean by that? Well, you're going to have to keep it locked right here and find out. Because I'll be right back and with my next guest coming on. We're going to dive into that, talk about this, about whether or not this is going to be the end of an era uh, going forward. But until then, guys, keep it locked right here and listen to a word from our sponsor right at BetUS. We'll be right back. Listen up, sports bettors. Your favorite sports book, BetUS.com, is back for our 28th year of NFL action. With the industry's biggest sign-up bonus of up to 200%, BetUS offers our members the opportunity to cash in all season long. With live in-game betting, incredible odds with daily odds boosters, props, parlays, fast payouts, and exceptional customer service, BetUS.com has you covered. Visit BetUS.com to sign up today. BetUS, where the game begins. Absolutely, absolutely. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out at BetUS.com. Uh, we so appreciate them for being our sponsor. 
But you know, before we I bring on my next guest, I've got to I've got to go back. I want to go back through some super chats. And my man Jeff King uh came through. Jeff, man, I appreciate you so very much, man. He came in with a fire super chat and he asks this following question. Whoa, he just makes a statement. Jeff, as he can only do. Jeff King says, Yo, BF, thank you too. You and your families, I know the time that you guys at BF give up with your families to bring us this content five to six times a week. Please know that it has not gone unnoticed or unappreciated. Thank you all, and God bless you and yours. Man, Jeff, look at the dude, look. If you only knew, brother, how much, man, we appreciate you, dude. Like, like, and I'm not talking, this goes beyond, you know what I'm saying, uh, what people may see, right? I'm talking about your, 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 your genuineness, man, your straightforwardness, man, your, your, your love and support for BF, um, 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 even on a friendship level. Uh, man, we, we, we really appreciate you, man, so very much, man. And God bless you and your family as well. Um, and thank you so very much, man, because it's, it's, it's by viewers and supporters like you, man, that keeps us going. And so we appreciate you. We appreciate your support, but we appreciate your friendship, man. You guys give it up for my man, Jeff King. He is the king indeed. Uh, but guys, Somebody's already talking about it, man. Look at Mike. Mike, I, I need Mike Harvey. Mike, you need to stay out of my topic, baby. I, you, you stay out of it. Okay, you, you can't you can't get ahead of it. Where's where's he at? Mike says, yo, Brady and Rogers headed to retirement home. <laughs> man, you silly, man. You silly. So so as, as, as we get ready to, to, to wrap up the show, um, I mentioned I've got I've got one last guest I want to bring on to the show. Um and, uh, man, he's been rocking with BF for a long time. And, and, and maybe you guys know him. He, he's, he's come to BF um, a few times. But, yo, if you've never seen him on BF, I know you've got to have heard of him on, on Spaces because he is tearing up the Twitter Spaces, man, left and right. He's making fan bases across the NFL mad and heated. He's representing the Buffalo Fanatics and the Bills Mafia like a true Bills fan should. And he's letting them know that this is the not, this is not the year to be playing with the, with the Bills. We're coming for you. We're ripping heads off, man. But, yo, he is doing the thing in spaces along with other guys and gals as well, man. And I'm so glad uh, to be joined uh, by who, uh, what I call a friend of mine. And that is none other than my man, Silas Whittle. Silas, what's up, Brad? How man, you doing? Man, it's all love, baby. How you been, brother? Man, I've been good, man. I've been good. I can't complain. You know, the Bills are 5-1 and one, coming out the bye week. Yes, sir. You know, Trey White is back on the roster. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, Josh Allen is the MVP. He's no the best doubt. Player. He's the best player in football. Like, don't, don't, don't let, don't let, don't let anybody change. Don't let, don't, don't let anybody tell you uh, otherwise or tell you different. Like, Josh Allen's the best man. player in football. He the the best. stats don't lie, man. The numbers don't lie. Has down, has down, has down. Josh Allen is the best man. He's, he's, he's up. Uh, yo, he, he's performing at, at an elite clip. Uh, this year, man, he, he is the things that he's doing. Are, it's, it's just remarkable. Um, there, there is there. There was a well, I'm trying, I'm trying to find it. There was a, a tweet that, that came out earlier today. And I think I, I may have I think I retweeted it, man. Uh, talking about the, just the numbers that Josh Allen is, is, has been putting out and what he's trending towards right now. When you look at Josh, um, his numbers, man, are phenomenal. And I'm trying to see where it is. We're tweeted it, but anyway, man, he's—I think he's on pace for like over 5,600 yards passing, over 5,600 yards passing, and probably like just shy, uh, uh, just just under like like 50 touchdowns. Like, like the year that he's having is ridiculous, man. 
Yeah, yeah. The the num the numbers are the numbers are, are are ungodly, man. It's 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 yeah. It's almost it's almost uh, criminal what he's doing to these other teams. I mean, um, you know, one thing that one thing that we love about Josh Allen is that every year, mm-hmm. uh, he comes back and he improves on something that was a uh, flaw the year before. So, right. you know, um, I talked to you earlier about uh being in being in a space, having a space with some um some guys from the uh, Packers fan base and they were just yeah. saying like, well, you know, we're going to make Josh Allen be patient and, and we're going to make sure nothing gets behind us and we're just going to play and, and keep everything in front of us. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys watched the Rams game, but that was their strategy. We beat them 31 10. Yeah. Um, you know, so the chiefs tried it. They lost as well. So they got tired of realized it wasn't working. And then, you know, we moved the ball down the field in other ways. Uh, the other thing that the Green Bay does is they like the blitz. They're third in uh, blitz mm-hmm. percentage um, in the NFL. And yeah. when you blitz Josh Allen, he absolutely murders you. So, murders um, you. I don't know what these guys are going to do, to be honest. I mean, I'm, besides lose, but, you know, I don't know <laughs> what they can do to keep it close. I mean, honestly, Ray. Say, man, because I'm, I'm with you, brother. Blow out. Dude, I, I, I don't see you. another loss on this schedule, man. Come on, I've been come looking through this schedule. I don't see it. And 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 the fact of the matter is, is that at the end of this year, we might be looking at back at this regular season and saying, wow, we were a dirted two-yard pass from Josh Allen in Miami to Isaiah McKenzie away from being perfect. Being perfect. I, yeah. We're 11-and-a-half favorites. We're, we're, we have 11 the, – the line is 11-and-a-half right now and for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, dude, that's the, crazy. The last time a line was 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 like that, I, I think it was, uh, what was it? The Steelers. I think I think I think it was. Man, yeah. was it was it thirteen or something like that? Or, or yeah, it, the line the line opened up at fourteen and a half. Yeah, and I think it got up to fifteen, and I think it settled in at like thirteen and a half or fourteen, something like that. And we know what happened with that game. Yeah, yeah, we we blew the we blew the spread apart. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. It's, man, it's ugly, man. Like, look, I, I get it. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you want to be respectful and all that kind of stuff. Man, it's Aaron Rodgers, blah blah blah. But look, good man, bump all that. Look, look. At the end of the day, and I get it, man. I mean, we had there, there, there's a point where you have to be, you know, uh, you want to be respectful, right? And, and you like, you like, you know what, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's he's a future Hall of Famer, all this kind of stuff. But I mean, Z-Bot had said a couple of weeks ago, he's like. At some point, we need to say, and I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing. At some point, we need to say, you know, this Bills team is just that good. You know what I'm saying? And we can't keep giving these guys, you know, um, this, this, this extra credit for namesake. You know, like sometimes we tend to do that with the Patriots. You know, what I'm saying like, oh, right. it's the Patriots. You know, and and we did that. You know, I even caught myself with the Steelers. You know, what I'm saying before that game, I'm like, it may be closer than we think. And, and you know, it's like, well, it's the Steelers. We blew them out. Like, like at some point, we just need to say, like, you know what? This team is either not that good, or the Bills are just that much better than they are. And, uh, and and it's okay for us to to accept that the Bills are an elite football team right now playing elite football. Um, this uh, so far, seven games, six games into the season right now, five and one. Josh Allen is on a ridiculous MVP streak, which I don't think it's even remotely close. I see some people talking about, well, him and, and Patrick Mahomes, now nah, bump all that because, because, you know what I'm saying, Josh Allen ain't losing games. Wait, wait, this, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did somebody say what? What they say, Rev? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was on ESPN. Um, they, they were char- they were they were talking about about uh, uh, the MVP race, and right. uh, and somebody I, I got to find the tweet, man. 
one, 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 of, one of them on there, uh, I don't know, I think it was Stephen A. It may have been Stephen A. I got I to go back and look for it. But he was like, no, nah, it's, it's, it's Josh Allen. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's between Allen and, and, and Mahomes, but he gave the edge to Mahomes. And they were like, you tripping, man. It, I, it, you know, I, we had a discussion. I, I had a discussion with a Chiefs fan um, on Twitter. Uh, well, like last week, I think it was. It might have been earlier this week. And we were just talking about how, like, these media pundits that shape the narrative, the national yeah. narrative, really, like, if you're listening to Stephen A. and ESPN yeah. for your for your uh, sports information, you're doing yourself a disservice because Absolutely. these people are paid. They're paid to entertain you. They're not paid to educate you. That's right. Uh, so they get paid for the antics. They may be able to re- recite stats and things like that, but I guarantee you these guys are not watching the film. They're not. They're not no. watching the film. They're not bringing the game down the way it should be, and they're not bringing that information to you. Uh, Stephen A. If if Stephen A. was paying attention to what's going on uh, in the NFL right now, you, he would understand that Pat, Patrick Mahomes leads the league, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think has one more passing touchdown than Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Chiefs, as of last week, which because we had a buy, um, right. last week the Chiefs uh, outscored the Bills by three points total in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference is Josh Allen was wearing a baseball cap for three fourth quarters within Same. the first six six games. So See, they don't want they don't want to talk mean, about that, right? Like we're talking about forty five minutes of extra uh, of extra of extra time that Patrick Mahomes had to to gin up some stats. I mean, it's the same thing with Tyreek Hill and these receiving yards. Yeah, yeah, he might have an edge over over Stephon Diggs right now, but. He played. He he's played way more time. He's he's had way more opportunity to uh, to get it done. Uh, right. So, yeah, I, I I just think. Listen, man, the Bills are in in the words of Lee Sean and my my boy Lee Sean. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, the Bills are a wagon. We not taking we not taking any team lightly. We're right. we're 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 ready for everybody on the schedule. Buffalo's yeah. ready for every team on the schedule. Everybody. Not playing. We're not taking any weeks off. Nobody's. There are no trap games. We're taking everybody yeah. seriously. We're punching you in the mouth. We'll punch you in the mouth early, and off. We try to get you out of there so my so my quarterback can have his baseball cap on in the third quarter. Third quarter. Yeah, I, I mean third quarter. Eating sunflower seeds. Yeah. Pull out the yeah. Pull out the baseball caps, man. Because in yeah. the fourth quarter, my star is not playing. He ain't playing. My star is not playing, man. And, and and that's that's the type of season that these Bills are having. Like these are the games they have now. Now for. Granted, you know, there may be a couple of games here and there where they're closer, but man, look here. If you ain't coming with it, you about to get blown out the water. And and Josh is having just that type of year. Here it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen so that way everybody can see uh, what I'm talking about here. Josh is on a an historic level season. And I I don't think that we re, we really understand what that means. Here's, here, here's Josh right here. here. You guys let me know if you can see this here. Um, this tweet here was put out by uh, Sunday Night Football. I said, Josh Allen right now is on pace for 5,610 passing yards on the year and 48 touchdowns. 5,610 passing yards and 48 touchdowns. He said, all right, Brad, that's, that's a lot, but we're like, what's the, what's the, what's the significance? What makes that historic? Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you what makes it historic. 
this is what makes it historic. Five, four, seven, seven. Remember that number. 5477 or 5477. That number right there is the current record, the single season passing yard record currently held in the National Football League right now by Peyton Manning. He has 5,477 passing yards in one single season. Holds a record right now. If Josh Allen at this pace hits 5610, he is your new NFL single season passing record leader. He's the holder, I should say. It's Josh Allen. That's the type of year he is having right now. And that's with, as you alluded to, uh, Silas, him sitting in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, with his ball cap on, eating sunflower seeds. D- that's what he's doing to people. That's what he's doing to teams this year. Josh is, is having a remarkable year. And I don't make any apologies about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not backing off of it anymore. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I went on and, and, and uh, put out something last week talking about, I'm, I'm tired of people talking about, yo, with the Bills, they only blow teams out, but they can't win close games or well, we've won close games. But I'm not, you're going to penalize the Bills for being that great? It's not our fault, man. It's not their fault. Silas, so they're just that good, man. Look, these teams, they need to catch up. And right now, the Bills are all gas, no breaks. They are not letting off the gas for anybody, including Aaron Rodgers, who we're going to see Sunday night at Highmark Stadium, and he better make sure he comes correct. All this, all this name dropping he's doing right now in the media about, about his players trying to motivate his team, he better make sure he comes with it because I guarantee you right now, ain't nobody afraid of Aaron Rodgers right now, especially looking at the weapons that he has. Who? Who, who, who does he have, Silas? Educate us, man. Who was Aaron Rodgers going to be throwing the ball to that we should be concerned about? Man, I mean, they bring the Sammy Watkins back. <laughs> And listen, if you if y'all going to the game, make sure y'all boot. Make sure you 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 Come get on, down man. in your diaphragm. Bring it from your soul. Give Sammy Watkins the biggest boot you can feel in your heart. Like just fill fill up your fill up your airwaves <laughs> and just give him the biggest boot that you can. Because that dude came here. We traded up to get him. We spent oh, draft capital yeah. to get this guy, and he was a colossal failure. Yeah. I mean, he did have some good years, but the man couldn't stay healthy. And I don't know if he even wanted to stay healthy. He couldn't wait to get out of Buffalo, and we mm-hmm. and we're glad he's not here now. Um, right. Outside of that, Romeo D- Dubs or Dobbs, I'm not yeah. exactly sure on the pronunciation, but um, I think they got him right. in the fifth round. I think picked him up in the fifth round out of uh, mm-hmm. out of University of Nevada. Out of Nevada, the kid, yeah, the, yeah. The, the kid, the, the kids, the kids, the kids, a dog. Like he's he's a really good receiver, right. real good hands, good footwork. Um, he's got he's got decent speed down the field. And he's a good player. Christian Watson, I banged the table for yeah. all summer for Christian Watson. Like yeah. if, if anybody was following I mean, me on Twitter or or in the comment sections of, of, of these videos, I was banging the banging the table for Christian Watson. Six right. four, you know, four two four two speed, um, or four Please, three yeah. speed, six six four just the kid does it all, man. Like I I, I mean the kid Punt return, you can line up in the slot. He he runs the he runs the ball. He does kickoff returns. He hands catcher, get the ball deep. Wins a 50 50. I mean, his right. rash scores off the hook. Uh, the kids are that, that kid's a boss, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they got Randall Cobb, but I mean, I don't even know if Randall Cobb is playing. I haven't seen the uh, the report. Uh, but they do have a really good tight end. Um, Tanyan's a yeah, Tanyan's a really good tight end. 
and they got that two-headed monster running back in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, yeah. Um, but that offensive line is underperformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the names that they have on defense, um, I mean, a lot of them aren't playing well. Uh, they drafted Devontae Wyatt, I think, in the first. I think they got him in the first round. Yeah. Uh-huh. They don't even really play him. Uh, Quay Walker's a good player. Quay Walker out of Georgia, he's a yeah, good Georgia player. Linebacker, huh? I mean, they, yeah, they got a lot of they got a lot of athletes, man, on that on that team. But um, you know what it comes down to is, can you stop Josh Allen? And they don't That's have the horses to do it. You couldn't stop Daniel Jones. You couldn't stop Zach Wilson. What you going to do with Josh how, Allen? How you gonna stop Josh? Yeah, like this is the Winter Soldier, man. I'm I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, you had trouble with these. You had trouble with the babies. Like you, you. Right. This is the big dog. You know, right. you had trouble right. with the puppies. This is the big dog, man. Like I, I don't right. know what you plan on doing. And you coming but, to Buffalo to play? Right, right. And, and you coming in our building? Green yeah. Bay has never. Green Bay hasn't won in this building. They have. And, yeah, then, and, you, and then you look at the guys. Um, I saw a tweet by by uh, by Steph, and he just put out. He just said, "Refocus." You know what I'm saying like 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 they, they're ready. They are. They are. This team man, is is on a Super Bowl hungry run, and 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 I feel sorry for man for for teams who have to face us because like we not we not playing with these guys no more, man. Like we're, like we're done with it. Like yeah, last no. year, what last year, you know, happened, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think it was better for him because now they came here with a with a different type of an edge. And then not only them, but man, you look at Ken Dorsey too, man. He's he's you know, he's he's a fiery guy, man. And, you know, he's like we're, we're playing the top heads off. Like, like it, it ain't it ain't no joke. People say, Well, well, man, you know, they had a week off how 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 the Bills gonna do coming off of the bye week and you know, have to look, they're gonna be just fine. Refocus, recharge, reset, all that kind of stuff. They gonna come out firing on all cylinders, man, and and the Packers better get ready because this game goes, can can get out of hand really quick. And if it does, hey, Rev, yeah. Rev, let me give you a quick matchup. Um, give it time. Let me give you a quick matchup. Uh, they, there's their cornerback number one is Jai Alexander. Uh, yeah. Uh, you you know he's I mean he's one of the best corners in the league. I'm pretty sure he's going to be matched up with Stephon Diggs. Um, while you might look at that at some sometimes and say you know well you know. Can't really count on Diggs. Diggs is on a mission this year to prove yeah, yeah, that yeah. he is he is that guy. He he's is. Gonna a, the, he's gonna he's gonna lead the league receiver. Yeah, he's not playing. Like it doesn't matter who lines up on the other side of him. He's going after him. But the matchups that you got to watch out for is Eric Stokes, yeah, the man, other say, corner. That dude's a dog, man. He's he's nice. Eric Stokes is a, Eric Stokes is a good player. Got good great top end speeds. Got good size at corner. Mm-hmm. Um, his issues though is his footwork, his agility. And not great. Um, did have a great RAS score. He did. He did test very well coming out of college, but um, the agility, the agility scores are very low, mm-hmm. and that's a problem when you got to cover a guy like Gabe Davis. Because what yeah. we saw Gabe Davis do to those Kansas yeah. City corners in last play, last year in the playoffs, your feet work. If your footwork <laughs> isn't together, and you got to go up against Gabe Davis, um, it's, it's over with. Yeah, man, it's uh, like yeah. read him his rights, man. Read it like read him his last rights, man. So I and 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 Eric Stokes has given up a when when target he's given up an eighty five percent completion percentage. That's correct. that's hard. Like, dude, that's <laughs> you going up against the best of the best. You just got yeah. done playing third string guys in with the Giants, and then you played the Jets mm-hmm. with their receivers and Zach Wilson throwing for a cool. 170, 180 yards every week. 
Right. Josh Allen is gonna Josh Allen the combination of Josh Allen to to Gabriel Davis down the field, it, it it's ugly. It's ugly. And if your footwork and if your feet can't do what your mind is telling it to do, you might be in trouble. You might end up on Sports Center for all the wrong reasons. Oh man. So hey, you, know, you, you know it's bound to happen. And I guarantee it, uh, uh Ken Dorsey and, and Josh, they're gonna dial it up, man. They're gonna dial it up. They're gonna test Stokes or whoever whoever's on them. And then, you know, and I think this could this could also be be a, a good game for like guys like like McKenzie or Secure or just underneath the game with with uh with uh with uh Dawson Knox. I mean, we have Josh has so many weapons at his disposal, man. That's 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 what makes this team so dangerous, man. On top of him being just the elite of the elite, and, and I just I just don't see it, Silas. I just don't see it. I, I don't see a way these these Bills lose, or uh, let me say this: I don't see a way these Bills get beat by another team. Okay, if, if they right. beat themselves, then that's that's one story. But I don't see if they're on their A game. Firing on all cylinders. I don't see how the Green Bay Packers and their depleted weaponry on offense is going to march into Buffalo and Highmark Stadium against the likes of Vaughn Miller, uh, Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, you know what I'm saying, uh, Daquan Jones, uh, uh, freaking Matt Milano and T- Tremaine Edmonds, who are having Pro Bowl caliber type of seasons right now. Jordan Poyer. I mean, you've got, you, you've got the corners in, in Elam and, and Jackson. How? I, I, I just don't. I don't see it happening, man. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying not to come off as arrogant, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just, I'm just that confident. I, I don't so, see how it's going to happen. But you know, I, I want to pose this question to you, Silas, man, because um, I had kind of teased it earlier. You know, we saw something happening um, over the last couple of weeks, man, uh, with 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 some of these 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 dogs that we're talking about, who 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 are uh, were the greats, or maybe are the greats, or maybe they're not the greats anymore. I don't know, man. But when you look at Guys like Tom Brady, and then specifically Aaron Rodgers, as we match up with him this weekend, man, is it the end of an era for these guys? When you look at the, the respective teams, you look at Tom Brady, what he's done so far, man, looking like a shell of his former self, and then you look at Aaron Rodgers and, and, and the slide that his team has, has faced, and he's not owning up to any of it. Are we seeing the fall of of the last great NFL quarterbacks? Um, I, I think that, I think the issue that, uh, Brady has is Brady's not focused and I can't even, I can't even sit here and take credit for, take credit for, for that. I, like I heard that in, in space and in, in some of the Twitter spaces earlier today and it made a lot of sense. Like Brady is, you know, he's taking all, he's taking time away from the team to go to, to go to different events and do different things. And it's, and he's also got. You know this. I mean, it's not even a yeah, few. It's, a it's just that one. Yeah, it's so much. It's just so much happening in his personal life, and I, I think it's spilling over into the locker room, into mm-hmm. the football field. And if you're not locked in, it's very difficult to get guys to kind of follow behind you and do what you want them to do. So, right. I think there's a disconnect there. Brady's got to make a decision on: Is he going to be a football player? Is he going to take care of what he's got going on at home? Um, do you see? Other, do, do, do you see? Do, do you see Brady? Do, do you see him finishing the year? If if if, if the Bucks continue on this on this losing slide, because I had posed this question, I, I think I put it on Twitter. Like like, is it possible? I'm, or I maybe just shared it within a group. Can you see Brady calling it quits um, mid season at some point within the season? If if the Bucks happen to continue on the slide and he just continues to look the way he looks, 
Is it? Do, no. Does he finish out the season, or, does, or do or do you see him quitting? Or, I mean, no, nah, he'll, he'll finish. He'll finish the year. Right. Yeah. He, he's too much of a competitor, man. Yeah. He's too much of a competitor. But you know, this team was. This is pretty much the same team that they had last year, and they are severely underperforming. Right. They right. dealt with injuries last year. What's the difference between last year and this year? Head coach. Head coach, man. Head, Head coach. coach. Head so. coach, man. They, yeah, they, yeah. Um, Aaron's, I mean, he, he, it makes a big difference. It, it really right. does. And, and you would you would expect you you would expect Brady to be able to kind of figure it out, right? With with those weapons. I mean, same team like you mentioned. Then you look at at, at the Packers. That team is different. I mean, I mean, you you remove one of the best receivers in the game in Devonte Adams from that from their roster. And, and and you try to replace him with the likes of Sammy Watkins and and some some rookies and and an, uh, uh, an aging aging vet and you know what I'm saying bringing him back in Randall Cobb you know from Dallas and, and and it's it's just it's just a recipe for disaster and you're starting to see it happening and, and unfolding before our eyes. And this is a question I wanted to pose, man, because I was like, man, this this seems uncharacteristic, and I, I know like you know even even just across you know different different sports, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you see the greats, and, and not all the greats, not all of them finish on top of the mountain, man. Like it's just like they're wired a certain way to where that, that competitive nature in them just doesn't let them quit when they're on top. It's like there's always going to be this decline and this 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 fall that you see and the fall. You know, you just see them fall from grace, so to speak, and you're like, dang, you know, he's, you know, there goes another one, another fallen king, another fallen great, you know. And I wonder if if we're starting to see that in Brady or or even Aaron Rodgers right now. And wondering, like, is is it is it was it Aaron Rodgers or was it like like Devontae Adams? It was like, like, what is it? Like, how, you know, is it is it that much of a difference? So you know what I'm saying? Or can he not like, make it happen without a guy like Devontae Adams? I, I don't know, man. It just it just it just it just brought up a whole lot of questions um, in my mind about this. But one thing I do know, man, I'm not questioning. That's the fact that the Bills are going to put on an absolute clinic on these guys uh, Sunday night. Uh, WB2DX comes in, yo, and he's already given score predictions, man. He's already saying, yo, Bills 42, Packers 9. Man, we're going to get into some score predictions here here, uh, here in a minute, uh, Silas, before we go out, man. But you know what I want to do? We're talking about the year that Josh Allen's having and the Bills are having it. And it just, just kind of you, – you can see the momentum and you can see the difference in these guys' eyes and, and the way they're performing – they're, they're, they're different this year. It looks different. I want you to give me a hot take, man, so to speak. And, I, and this, this is, this is going to be um, one, of, one of my old segments, man. This is, this is, this is called On My Mama. Silas, you know about it. You know about it. This is On My Mama. Check this out. On My Mama. On My Mama. I put that on my mama. Silas. On My Mama, man. This segment right here is where you give a hot take about the Bills um, going into this next game or just in general and put it on my mama. Off the cuff, man. Do you have anything that you – I got to put you on – I got to put you on the spot, man. That's fine. I'm ready. I'm already ready. ready. I already got it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And you, you know how you intro, on, man. On, on my, my mama. mama. Okay, here we go. On my let mama. Me, on my mama. Let me sell it to you. Here's Silas. Check it. You got on it. my mama. The Buffalo Bills will lock up the one seed for the AFC with a win on December 18th against the Miami Dolphins. We're going to absolutely punish them, boys, for what happened to us in week three. We're going to absolutely punish them. And we're going to lock up the AFC 
for for the for the remainder of the playoffs, and after that game with a win against them. That's on my mama. There we go, baby. All my mama. We're gonna lock it up. Number one seed, man. I love it. Uh, and you know what? There, there's there's something on Twitter. I, I can see it happening too, man. Look, I, the Dolphins. They have they, they might as well just give it up. I hope they enjoyed that win because uh, when they come to Buffalo, man, they, they they're gonna get completely obliterated. It's not even. Yeah, that, that was their that was their Super Bowl. That was that the was biggest it. one in their in their franchise history in the that last twenty years. That was that, that, that was it. That was it, man. And I hope they enjoyed it because they ain't gonna get they, they're not gonna taste another one. Uh, you know, which is kind of funny right now. Uh, you, you're talking about the number one seed uh, right now. If, if the plans were to start right now, the Bills have the number one seed right now. Uh, but then when you look at when you look at the rest of, of, of the AFC, uh, three of the AFC teams are actually in the playoffs right now. Um, and the Dolphins with the six seed and, and the Jets, the five seed. Um, we'll see how that how that can how that continues as we move on up closer in the season. But man, look here. That's 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 what the Bills are after right now. It's that number one seat, and 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 teams whoever you got to come to Buffalo, and um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be lights out. It's gonna be lights out. I got an all my mama tech baby. Let me let me let me solo my dog on self, man. Let me let me get to it. Where am I? Here here I am. Here I am. On my mama, and I'm gonna say this because my my son says it too. He says he see he comes on here and he plays around. He says, "Yo, daddy, on my mama." So here it is. On my mama, this year, Josh Allen, and I teased it earlier, Josh Allen is going to break the single-season passing record that's currently being held by Peyton Manning with 5,477 yards. Josh Allen is going to break it. He's not just going to barely break it. He's going to break it by a significant margin. On my mama, he's breaking records. I told you all before, this is an epic record-breaking season for the Bills and Josh Allen, you heard it here first. Watch out for that. That's on my mom. And not only are they doing that, man, I agree with you, Tyler. They're getting, they getting that number one seed, man. That's yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. Pack your thermals, guys. You're That's coming to happen. Buffalo for the playoffs. That's how it's going. The playoffs that, run through Buffalo this year. It is going, it's it's going to run through Buffalo, man. And, and uh, man, oh, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait for that. And when the AFC Championship is hosting the Buffalo, man, yo, it's – I don't see any team right now. Look at the AFC right there. I don't see any team who's going to come to Buffalo, the AFC Championship game, and even really compete. I just don't see it. Maybe if, if the Chiefs manage to get there, you know, maybe it's, a, it's another close game. But, but I, I don't see that even happening either, man. I, I think the Bills are going to go on an absolute tear. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got the weapons on both sides of the ball to, they get to compete with Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a team that that's a team I'm looking forward to seeing um, when yeah. we play them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. that's really the I think that's really the only team that has enough talent on both sides of the ball in the AFC to, to compete with us at, yeah, at home in a playoff game. But they, their own line has to hold up, though. Yeah, I mean, I know they I know they made some changes, but man, you know what I'm saying? Like they they got to hold up and get, and get ready for for the for the for the attack by Von Miller and Rousseau and uh, and all them boys up front, man. Uh, it's, it's going to be – and by then, you know you know Trey's going to be playing. You know, oh, yeah, Trey, absolutely. You know, Trey's I'm, gonna be I'm, I'm surprised he's not playing. I mean – Yeah, talk about that, man. Yeah, well, yeah, what, you could have scripted it about? a better way, man. They should have let Trey play this game. Even if you don't trust him to fully play the whole game, Yeah, bring that man out. Allow that man to come out, run out that tunnel. You know, give, give yeah. the team a, 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 a bigger boost. Yeah. Uh, to go into this team, you know that that would that would electrify the crowd, man. 
Mm, um, no but, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll save him up. We'll save him up. He'll, he'll be ready for the uh, for the Jets. For the Jets, yeah, yeah, he's ready for the Jets. I, I, I'll be at that game. So if you come into the game, definitely holler at me. We got the tailgate situation set up. My brother, my brother, man. Look here, ladies and gentlemen, smash that like for my man Silas. And, and listen, smash that like because we gotta get we gotta get Rav to a game. That's that's the oh, next man, thing. That's facts. the next thing on the plate, Rav. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. Me and LeSean, Me and LeSean gonna put something together, man. We are gonna get you out here. We gonna man. get you out here to one of these games. That's and that's on my mama. That's the hot take. Oh, that's on my mama. We are gonna get you at one of these games. We are gonna get you up there to one of these games. Don't you do that to right. me, brother. That's a dream come true, man. I have. I've never been to Buffalo, let alone uh, a Bills game, man. Uh, my dad's from Buffalo originally, man. And they moved out. Um, he's he's in Oklahoma, man. And I've never been ever. And uh, that's like a. a uh, a dream of mine, man, to be able to go to – especially right now when they're good, to go to one game with 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 the rest of Bills Mafia, man. Look, that that would mean so much to me, man. Don't don't you don't you get me on here all emotional? Hey, Rev, Rev, listen, I already put it on my mama, bro. It's happening for sure. It's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that's. Man, I can't wait. Listen, Mafia means family, bro. So we yes, we we take care of our own. So and I see I see you repping that hoodie too, man. Show everybody. That oh, absolutely, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Bills Mafia joint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every time I come up here, I'm gonna try to come up with something. I'm gonna try to come up with with some new drip, something different. You know, yeah. I don't want to just keep the jersey on. I'm gonna come come with something different, man. Every time, man. But yeah, we gonna get you to a game, Rad, man. We 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 gotta do that. That that we, we gotta do that. Let, let me know, man. You know, I'm I'm out here in, in West Texas, man, where it's hot. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah. you got you got I, I gotta get my myself ready. You know what I'm saying? Blood is thin down here. You know, right. Get cold. Sixty degrees and brother gets cold. So I got. I'm out to, I'm yeah, get yeah. My, get myself together. Get you, get you in a North Face jacket, man. Some, some boots or something, man. Some don't, don't bring them cowboy boots. Don't bring cowboy. No, 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 no. That you know what right. Yeah, we got you. though. we got you, right? We gonna get, you, we gonna get you right, man. Get you up here. Get you to a game, man. And, you know, get you, to, get you over to Buffalo, man. Definitely. Sure, man. I, man, look here. I appreciate that. So that means a lot, man. Look here. You know what? What else means a lot to me, man? All of you guys have been watching this guy show, hanging with us, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys so very much for joining us, man, and watching. Uh, smash that like, man. You'll follow my man Silas at, at you know on Twitter. Silas, let everybody know, man, where they can follow you, brother. Uh, Whittle 2K. That's W H I T T L E, the number two, the letter K. Uh, send me a follow. Uh, we definitely we got a space going tomorrow night with uh, Sal Capaccio, uh, myself, and a couple other guys, uh, LeSean Jermaine. Um, my man Brad, my man Coach, like we got, we got, we got some stuff popping off on Twitter, man. So if you know you want to be entertained, you want to hear some Bills talk, man, come holler at us, man. We got, we get it going every day. That's what's up, man. Yeah, you guys got to do that, man. Get, get my man to follow, watch him, listen to him on Spaces. They, yo, they, they, they hold it down for real, for real. And I appreciate you, Silas, man, for hopping on, baby. Always, always. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's all love, man. It's all love. And to everybody else who's watching, and, and, and to those who are listening via podcast format man i appreciate you guys for 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 tuning in as well god bless you man and until next time yo you guys want to keep it live right here on the absolute best network bringing you the best in bills content it's the buffalo fanatics brought to you by bet us you already know what time it is you already know who it is make sure you keep it locked right here stay tuned um, as the week progresses we got on friday night we got my man rico coming on friday night live you already know what that's going to be like and then we got the spaces popping up on saturdays and then pregame on Sunday as we get ready for Sunday night football, the Bills hosting.
the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers at Highmark Stadium to get ready for that game. Silas, you, do you have any score predictions, man, before we go out? Um, yeah, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh, Bills 38, uh, Packers 20, man. Packers mm, 20. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the Bills a 40 burger, man. I'm, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them 42, the Packers 17, 42 17. I think the Bills are gonna just beat the brakes off them. They're gonna have a 40 burger. It's gonna be, it's gonna be ridiculous. We're gonna be loving it, having fun, and then we're gonna get ready for the Jets and we're gonna beat slap Zach Wilson and his. Is Mill for Love himself, you know, left and right. All of <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be oh, at that game. Me, me and Lee Sean gonna be at that game, man. We go, we're gonna be going crazy in the stands. They're gonna hate us. No, they're they're gonna, gonna throw us out of that light. It's all good though, man. That's what we gotta do, man. That's what we gotta do. You guys, man, yo, yo, signing off, man. It's my man, Silas. It's your man, Rev. Until next time, baby. Grace and peace. God bless. And as always, baby, go, go Bills. Go Bills. There we go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.